Welcome to the Bros Who Think Podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Horace Hall, a.k.a. Brooklyn, Adam Schubert, and Charles Reese. This week's special guests, Shamit Dua and Christopher. We got a lot to get into, fellas, so take it away. Oh, and happy hundred. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Bros Who Think podcast my name is Lyndon burton aka young boy Wits, aka the people's champ aka beard gang is in the mother fucking building yes ladies and gentlemen look this is the hundredth we're here crazy what a time to be alive before i introduce anybody i just want to say thank you to every one of you who is listening right now who's ever listened before if this is your first time thank you if you've been down with us since episode one thank you if you've been down with us since like episode 86 thank you however long you've been down with us i appreciate it 100 episodes i'm super super excited you guys don't really understand how ecstatic i am but I'm here to make sure to tell you the next 100 will be even better. But with that being said, let me introduce my guys who are joining me today. We got a, a, a slew of them. First off, as always, Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you yeah. doing, brother? What it do, Lynn? What it do, baby? 100 episodes be in this motherfucker. I just want to pre- thank each and every one of y'all for letting me join the podcast when I did. You know what I'm saying? Already I already know it. all of you gentlemen. You already know it was it was it was. We'll talk about that because that was like that was great. That was that was a at the right time when that happened. That needed to happen. But we'll we'll get to all that. Next up, joining me, Mister Adam Schubert, Shuby, my brother. How are you doing today, my guy? Yo, I'm doing okay. I lost my headphones, so I'm working with a new setup. So it's a little different. But hey, 100 episodes. Might as well change things up. The podcast changed a lot in this whole span so it's only natural that we change things up for 100 you know the podcast really did change up we'll talk about that too because that's crazy the podcast should be something different fucking all right and also joining us our guy the host of primetime mr charles reese it's the 100 episode we're getting everybody in here the only reason why justin's not here is because justin's training at usa camp with the under 19 shout out to our yeah, guy yeah i he's, saw he's, him he's, he's out the, here he he with the young stars so shout out to young jay but Joining us, Mr. Charles Reese. Charles, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Exciting week. I'm kind of fucked up, and I'm excited for this podcast. (laughs) It's going to be a vibe. No. Look, there's a lot to get into because I was was sad earlier in the week. That that sadness transformed to, like, happiness, kind of. And then now I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on board. But we'll get to all of that and more. We got to... A bunch of guests this week, so excited for that. Bear with the podcast format this week; it's a little different. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about the pod for just like a tiny bit. Then we're gonna go through talk about all things you want to hear us talk about when it comes to sports. You already know the AD trade, all that stuff. We're gonna get to all that. Then got a guest coming in talking about the AD trade, and then after that, we're gonna talk about the news for the week. Then we got an interview with with Christopher, our new music spotlight, and then we're going to close with questions. So you guys send us in some questions. I'm excited. Those things are hilarious. But it's a different format this week, but just bear with us because we had, we, had, we had to get it right for you guys. No, necessary, no need to do bros who ball because the draft hasn't even happened yet. And like some of this stuff we're going to talk about may not even be relevant come tomorrow. tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah like, so yeah. I mean, just bear with us because... That, that's what, kind of what the interview I talked about. I was like, yo, like, we kind of speculated a little bit, but 
it's it's all it's all in good fun. We, you guys all like it. We're making the, the shit for you guys, so we're excited for you guys to be listening. But yeah, man, hundred episodes. Schubert, you're so right. The podcast just sound different. Like the podcast was different. Yo, guys, yeah, you, it has you, been. You it's guys had a lot of it. iterations, a lot of phases. Like you know, we've had we've had our Marvel phases. Yeah, yo, we really like honestly. We're like, like what? Where, where are we at now? Phase four, phase three. I said no, no, no. I'd say this is like legit phase three. Like, like to us. To like to like us on the inside to the public they're still in phase two. like they're still in like phase two they're getting into phase two like hey, they're I in the, the process of getting guest phase two. on the podcast you really were yeah that's crazy shout out to young shoes man one hundred yeah. she was the first guest on the pod that is that is insane and then we got Charles coming in alongside man long journey for this pod this pod used to just be interviews and then the pod trans went to discussion and then. It got to what it is today. We had Brooklyn. We get the talk show vibes, and now where we're at we, today, man, crazy. We got to talk about the beginning of prime time because that was like the original us just you know debating about the NBA playoffs because that was right when that came about, and that was what it was for the first four months of that podcast. No, no, the <laughs> beginning of prime time was the NFL playoffs. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our episode was going was right before the playoffs started. And uh, shit, what primetime has gone through has exceeded my expectations. Because when Lyndon had me on the podcast the first time, I went to Saints camp. I took a bunch of notes, and I was thinking, like, like I'm going to come prepared to this. But this may be, you know, an occasional thing. And when he asked me to, to be on a show, it was like, man, uh, I don't know if this is something I really want to do. But as I got into it, as episode 10 came around, it was like... I'm enjoying this. I enjoy booking guests. I enjoy, you know, talking to people. And and the thing I enjoy the most, and I think Lyndon has experienced this too in interviews, is I've gotten advice from other media members and, and what they do in interviews. I've enjoyed being able to take a guest who has their guard up and being able to take it down, asking them a personal question, asking them something they're going to laugh about. I mean, we had Will Guillory on the other day. And um, uh, and and Bill Simmons' podcast, he said, just some dude at the Athletic. I told him that, and like from the beginning of the interview, he was laughing, and and his guard was down, and, and it just changes everything. And, and everything I've learned through the podcast, it, it's been awesome to watch the network grow as a whole. No, one hundred percent, giving him the sauce. Can't give him too much of the sauce, but I agree, man. I agree with everything you say. Like one hundred percent. Like it, it, it's crazy, yo. Like it is. It's insane. It's insane. B, man, just some of your thoughts, man, on the on the on the hundo. Well, I just want to say, motherfucking Shub, this man is fucking hilarious. Love this guy. No matter what he's talking yeah. about, he keeps you entertained. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Reese, what, what you've been able to do with Primetime is amazing. And, like, the following that it's got, it's like, I don't want to say this, but I'm saying it anyways. It's got, like, a little cult following. I fuck with it. I really do fuck with it, bro. I, I love the fact that you decided you was going to do, like, not I, regional sports. Not, I'm not going to call it local. I'm going to call it regional sports. And, Dude, that's a way better term. And it's and it's it's just it's just taking a life of its own, and it's fucking awesome. And the fact you're persistent shows, you know what I'm saying? Like it shows how consistent you are, and that's why it's gotten so much better. And for the podcast, for the for the bros who think podcast, I love the fact that we went with the the talk show vibes. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with doing interviews, but the talk show vibe is really what you know creates the dynamic. So I just no, really I gotta does. say, yeah, I, I gotta say, the first time I met Brooklyn, I was like, "Yo, this dude is hilarious." 
See, and that's I the funny thing. Not like, stop laughing. Yo, Remember that? Like Schubert, Schubert did not like none of them knew like each other. Like I was the only one who knew everybody. And like Brooklyn, I met like the crazy thing is I met Brooklyn still when I was rapping. Like when I was trying to when I was trying to be in music, man. Yeah, when I was shit. on the radio. <laughs> Big facts. No, shit was shit was. And then like it just so happened that like we didn't we didn't collab on music, but this this just happened at the right time. Shout out to our guys, Nick Brand. Shout out to Cameron, man. Shout out to those two guys. Without them, Dude. we wouldn't be at hundred. Yo, facts. Those yes. Shout out to shout, shout out to Forty too. Yeah. Who? Oh yo, Charles, yo, one hundred. I was I didn't I didn't hear what you said, Charles. Oh, Jay Dollars. Jay Dollars always knows he he's loved around these parts. Without Jay Dollars, and we even we even got to go back to like the first end of the year episode, and you know that phase of the podcast. Like, girl. You know, shout out to, to the girls. You know, Lucia. Yeah, shout out to the girls. Shout out to the London. London. That was the like time you know that was that was good content story. back then like that was a really good episode that end of the year episode and that kind of shades the kind of what we're gonna do later today. Yeah, it kind of does. It it it, it 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 definitely transformed. That was that was a time man, an era. That was like year one, phase one. But no, but for real, we just and being in that studio you. too. Yeah, that was fire. Also, just want to thank you guys, man, for doing this. Like I, like I said, love you guys. Y'all already know how I feel about y'all. Thank you to the fans. I just want like that. That's my whole thing. Like I could reminisce on like the, the, the like I, I know when the pod like niggas niggas was like, oh damn, look these niggas. Like I, I know when it, when it got to that point. Like I know, and I and like I like, but that doesn't matter. I want to think because without you guys listening, it never gets to that point. You guys listen every week. It, it, it blows my mind. Like. That's what blows my mind. Like, it, it's cool talking to people, and I love that. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I love talking to all the different guests and meeting the different people. But what blows my mind is the different people who listen. And then when I find out they listen and they, they tell me they listen and they're like, yo, I fuck with, like, whatever they may say, I appreciate it. And that's the shit that, like, I that truly gets me going, I guess you'd say. Like, it's, it's you guys, man. It's, it's the people who listen. I, I think that's an interesting perspective on it because when you first started the podcast, I mean, in, in like our friend group in Lafayette, it was like, oh, did you hear what's going on? And, and like, it was like, oh, this isn't going to last long. But then it kept going. And like those people that were negative about it kind of went away. And then when primetime started, you know, I had guys like in the fraternity was like, oh, man, like, what is this? Sh-? You know, what is this shit? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, this is a joke, right? And as it kept going on, there are actually people that I know from the fraternity that are weekly listeners. And that listen oh, to what and there are people that from that Lafayette group that won't admit it. But they're but they be listening, play. bro. They be listening, bro. Like, they can come back all they want. It's still a place. We, we got drunk Charles on today, man. This is fire. Because I would never say any of this, but he's so right. Like, the, the fucking haters, bro. Shout out to I'm you I'm not guys. saying names. I'm not saying names. But there are oh, people that, that were making, like, it was a joke for a while, right? But oh, then I think people saw the content improve. And I think if we would have declined, it would have been different. But the podcast as a whole is gone from a bunch of antics and people talking over each other to a flow and, and something that, you know, no, we're not, you know, on, on with the ringer. We're not way up there. But in terms of quality, I think we're right up there with those people, you know. Um, I'm, you, you know how I feel about all that. I, I agree with everything you said. Like, I know the episode that that changed everything. I know what it is. Like, if you're a fan of us, you should you could probably guess what it was. But when, when that happened, 
oh, niggas was like, wait, what? Like, wait, what is going on? What are y'all doing over there? And it was like, it was like, yeah, man. Like, thank you to everybody who's been listening so far. And this is what the type of stuff we're trying to promise you. We're not just gonna just bullshit it every week. Like, it, it's serious to us. Like, that's the thing that like I love that like the people who listen. That's why I love them because it's like. Without you guys, we wouldn't be doing any of this shit. Like, it could have stopped a while ago. But the fact we got to 100, Primetime has 100 episodes out, but it's not even, it's not 100. Like, they have 100 episodes. Primetime broke 100 a while ago. But it's like, it's not the sequential number of, like, episode one, three. But, like, out of content, there was 100 shits out. Anime Talks Killing. Bros Who Binge. Me and Shubi just got to 50. Like, or we're about to. We're not at 50 yet. Yeah, we're not at 50 yet. We're about to be 50. So, I mean, in, like. That shit is, is insane. We got a lot planned for you guys. Like, pitch it's coming. Like, we have a league. Like, that game that me and Brooklyn and Schubert played where I was pissed off at Brooklyn. Yeah, we got a league. Good times, <laughs> bro. Good like, times. We, we have other people that are kind of come play that are, like, from other podcasts. Like, 100%. That people know. Like, I'm going to say one name. Shout out to Jake Madison. He's going to come play on pitch it. Like, we're excited for that. Like, that's going to be dope. Nola's Pels ready. Come and play on pitch it. We got a lot more names come and play. It's going to be a league. We're excited for that. Like, we just want you guys to know that, like, we're, co- we're, we're, we're coming for you guys. Like, we're going to give you guys everything you guys want and more. Like, the merch is looking crazy. I've been, I've been dropping little pics on, on Twitter, little pics here and there. If you see the pics, that's what it is. It's the merch. I'm not going to lie. We're talking our shit. Charles got me being honest. Fuck it. Like, it's real. <laughs> like, the, mer- the merch is coming. It's going to be lit. Like, the hey, YouTube and talk about changing the podcast, the logos. We got New logos. Shout out to shout out to Lane. Shout out to Michael. Shout out to yes. Shout out to our guy Lane doing the the primetime logos are sick. The new BWT logos sick. But yeah, no man, like it's coming. Like I'm I'm just I'm proud to see the growth we've had and just to buy next hundredth when we get to two hundred. I hope we the growth can be just as promising as from year one, if not more. So like that, I just want I just I'm just all about growth, baby. So that's all I really got. But yeah, no, shoot, you're right. The new logos are ill. Fucking YouTube's coming along. That's on me. I had, I had like this old camera malfunction. So like I'm in the process of getting some new cams. But when I get the new cams, shit's going to be ill. It's going to be ill. But let's let's get in there. Let's talk some sports real quick. Let's 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 open up this pod with done talking about us. Thank you again. Thank you to everybody who listens. Like we really appreciate it. But let's talk about sports. We since we didn't talk about this, we'll mention this. First, because I think this plays into our narrative when we get into like music and other stuff. But yeah, we didn't talk. The Raptors won the finals. Like, there's no like. Is that still uh, a talking point in the news? Like, I don't. I feel like that's like the B storyline in the NBA. Maybe hey. even the C storyline now. Hey, I just want to say, shout out to all you fake ass Canadians out there talking about weed <laughs> North, my nigga. <laughs> I'm all for Toronto taking a chip. But cut that shit the fuck out, nigga. You've been in Canada one time. Talking it's about even. North. Who the fuck is we, nigga? Who is we? That's just Damn. a Drake thing. Niggas cousins know some fucking, some Cajun French, and they bump Drake niggas think they from Canada. Come on. It's big, it's big tune alert, fam. Big teams. Big right. teams popping for the six, bro. But nah, man. Board man got paid, yo. Kawhi killed him. Like, yeah, man, he did that shit, bro. He did his thing. Shout out to Kawhi. Excuse me, what you thought about the finals? I know we talked about we, – well, we didn't. Yeah, because we didn't. The finals ended before. All right, yeah, what do you, you think about the finals, man? Yo, yeah, we all kind of called it the Raptors were going to win that game six. Uh, they showed up and did and did their thing. I think it what the craziest thing 
crazy thing to me about that finals is that the Warriors ended their career at Oracle Arena with no wins in the finals. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a big statement, especially for the Raptors. We know what Kawhi said after game two. Uh, Kawhi came in there and showed why he needs to be respected as one of the best players in this league, if not the best. Um, he's The ball is in his court this summer. I think that that's one thing that everyone kind of keeps under the radar because Kawhi is kind of an under-the-radar guy. And I think that's one of the best things about him, and I think he's a winner. And I can't wait to see what he does the rest of his career because, I mean, this is only the start, whether it's in Toronto or wherever else he goes, I think that wherever he wherever he is now is a winner. Thanks. Well, I agree, man. I'm, I'm excited to see where Kawhi goes. I, I've been my Kawhi fandom. Like honestly, when the finals started, I was I, I, I wouldn't have been hurt if Golden State won because like I mean like I, I like Steph, I like Clay. I'm not gonna lie to anybody. I like Steph yeah. and Clay, and, yeah. and I like Draymond. I'm a fan. I'm not gonna lie. I've been a fan. I was a fan when they started because they played great basketball, and that's. And, and being a former basketball player, seeing movement like that, I fucked with it. So I, I was never going to hate on greatness. And But seeing Kawhi get there, I was kind of like, all right. Like, where in the past, I would pull against LeBron. Like, I could, like it would make me sick to see LeBron win. Mm-hmm. We but know why. But Kawhi was cool with it. Like, board man get paid. Let's do his thing. And as the week have, can have grown and more personality has leaked out, I like Kawhi, man. I'm you know he's going to go right back into a show, though, when the season starts. He just want to let y'all know that he can have fun when it's time to have fun. After we get the job done, let's party, nigga. But before yeah. that, I'm not messing with y'all. I got my shit together. You know what I'm saying? It's basketball mode. It's playoff mode. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that video. Niggas trying to dap him up before the game. And he's in he's zone. Not. He's in the zone, bro. Don't dap me up, bro. I'm ready to get these niggas buckets. Like... I respect it, yo, because in the LeBron era, the AAU era, everybody trying to be friendly before game. I respect why, man. I, that's what I'm saying. I can't hate on him. I'm glad Toronto got a ship, and I can't be mad at him wherever he goes. Because if I'm me, if I'm him, I stay in Toronto. You're a king of a country. You'll never have to pay for a thing as long as you live. Your your house is paid for. That money is just for whatever you want to use it for. Like whatever. Like you are a king there. But if you want to go play at your house in L.A., do your thing, but just don't go to the Lakers because I'm not – I don't want to see you go out like that, Kawhi. I, I, I respect you a little more than that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't feel like he's the type to go partner with LeBron. But, Shuby, I think Clippers. you made a great point. I think yeah, you made a great point about Oracle, the end of a dynasty. This is potentially the end of the Warriors dynasty as we know it. Charles, talk about it from, I guess, that perspective. Like, do you think we see the Warriors rebound, sign Clay and KD? Or do you think this dynasty's done? Before I get in there, I want to get my little finals take. And I think that the storylines from this finals were incredible. Uh, you see your second coach in the past 10 years where a coach was fired and a guy like Nick Nurse. Same thing with Steve Kerr, right? Yeah. Didn't get the job done. Gets the job done. Wins a championship. Fun guy Kawhi. Brooklyn, I'm all here for that. Uh, every single thing Serge Ibaka has posted from fun guy Kawhi. Love I it. love that shit. Because that dude is hired off of his mind right now and won't say it. But that, but that man is saying it, you know? You can just tell. That dude has been smoking some good shit. But then, you know, you get into the Van Vliet. You know, guy was uh, undrafted, was in the G League, and, and wins a championship. Everything that Toronto has done after having years of uh, un- or not having success over there, I really enjoyed watching him win. Uh, you know, I enjoyed Siakam. that whole country. Yes, yeah, Siakam. I enjoyed a whole country getting behind a team. That was awesome. But... Look, Lyndon, looking at the Warriors as a whole, there's so many questions because if Kevin Durant opts into his player option, 
what does that do for contract wise for Clay? You know, can they give him the max deal that I think Clay wants? You know, I, I think Clay's been underpaid. Clay is a super max type type of player. I know he didn't get the All NBA team, so he can't get that. But he he's going to be due a lot of money. Draymond's going to be due a lot of money next offseason. And so you're starting to see this Warriors team that was invincible is having some nicks in the armor. Look, Clay is not going to be playing for nine to twelve months, right? Uh, KD is not going to see the court next year. So not only is there an opening for next year, but you have to think, are the Warriors going to be paying two players max contracts next season to not play? Oh, yeah, they are. And if Kevin Durant decides to opt in, one, they're not letting Clay walk. But if Kevin Durant decides to t- you know, accept, uh, access his player option, they're going to be playing two guys max contracts, upwards of $60 million, to not be playing on the court next year. Warriors going to have a, a tough time making it to the Western Conference Finals next year. Oh, that that's no question. Like st- we saw how Steph played when it was just him. It, it don't look. It's not. It's not. Like, and that's no shade of Steph because he's one of my favorite players. But like it, it didn't look too hot. They they need that team was built around those guys. And when you lose those guys, they had no depth to secure. Uh, we saw Andre Iguodala have one good game. He pulled it out of his hat. But like other than that, that was he getting up there in age, man. He ain't that's, the same oh, dude so, he was in, in twenty fifteen. He's so old, and the thing with the Warriors, you think about their salary cap, they're already over the cap. Oh, yeah. And, and they're going to add a Supermax guy. Well, not Supermax, but a Max guy in Clay. They're not adding anybody. I saw the Harrison Barnes argument today, and it's like, well, KD opts in. Yes, they can go get Harrison Barnes, but how good does Harrison Barnes do you? You know, yeah. how good is Boogie do you? Because I tell you what, Boogie played on a, on a, uh, on a cut this year, you know, making $6 million. I guarantee you Boogie's going to want 10 to 15 if not yeah, more. He's going to get that bag this summer. Fuck that. Exactly. Exactly. This Warriors team, I wouldn't be surprised if this Warriors team got knocked out of the first round next year. Oh, I can believe it. That that, that I don't think sure. that's up to the question. Yeah, no. I'm with you. Shout out to Clay, man. Clay was a warrior. Toy that ECL. Came out through those free throws. I, I respect young Clay Thompson. He's, Go he's not, for that. That was crazy. He's, he's not as loved as he should be, man. Clay, I respect you over here at, at BWT, brother. But yeah, no, that, that's really all I really wanted to talk about that. I, I think the dynasties. On pause, depending on what Kevin Durant does. It's on pause for next season, for sure. Oh, yeah, it's definitely on pause for next season. Now, the question is, when those guys get healthy, do they come back the same? Do they come back slightly different? Is KD on that team? You know, that's another question. Does he go to yeah. Does he go to New York? Does he go to Brooklyn this summer? What does he do? And then if he takes like, does he take his option to where he doesn't sign an extension or anything? And then he he, he play he hits, sits that one year out. Then he's a free agent. Like, what does he like? And where does he go? Does he stay? I don't know. We have we'll have to see. The dynasty may be over, but I'm not gonna say that quite yet. I'll say it's postponed for now. But let's talk about a, you want to talk about a dynasty? I think a dynasty might be building. Look, okay, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, I was salty. If you saw my tweets, if you saw my IGs, I was sick. I was sick for two days. I was, I was hurting. I was hurting bad. Because for, for weeks, if you listen to this podcast, you know we've been leading you guys to think Jason Tatum was happening. I, I, I'm not going to lie. That's what I was been preaching. Like, I, this, this, that's my, this been the narrative. And we, we end up getting the L.A. deal. But we got Lonzo. We got, we got Brandon. We got Josh Hart, who's... Becoming a fan favorite. Shout out to Josh Hart. Trying to get Beignet you boys. Beignet boys. I, and that's what I'm saying. I, I fuck with that. They like being in New Orleans. I fuck with it. Now, will Brandon Ingram be the player we think he is? I don't know. The, mm-hmm. the person I'm the highest on is Lonzo. But we got we can control their draft for seven years. 
Lakers. When LeBron wants to retire, yo, Bronny Jr., you're not going to the Lakers. You're coming to us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming to us, Bron Jr. You're not going to the Lakers. If that's if we want you. Like, let's get it, let's get it straight. <laughs> that's how I was I was sick you guys, Brooklyn. Brooklyn was sending me messages. I was like, don't talk to me right now, bro. I don't know why you was sick because I'm thinking to myself like yo the draft picks is what I'm trying to get him to understand like he's over there salty about Ingram and Tatum I'm been tolling yo look as soon as as soon as AD dad said he wasn't re-signing it was slow he wasn't going to the Celtics because they know they losing Kyrie and now Holford's talking about he about to dip why the fuck you don't give up Tatum bro I'm not giving you Tatum for a one year deal with AD and I ain't gonna have no pieces around him that's crazy Yo, you're the Celtics talking, made up. You're crazy, bro. The, the Celtics look, made the man, right I, choice. Well, I, I mean, now looking at it, because they, they're, they're, they're in shambles. They're, exactly. They're, Kyrie's gone. Horford's about to dip. Like, they, now they Kyrie Kyrie ghosted around them. Yo, yeah, Kyrie, exactly. He, he ghosted he them. A, he pulled a girl on IG's move. Like, he's straight, like, that's crazy to me. He straight up ghosted them. Like, no responses. That's insane. Shuby, your dreams are dead. No more KD, Kyrie, AYC. That was, a fun, that was a fun time. It's that was a fun time in my mind. I told y'all LeBron would get that deal done. Y'all crazy, bro. Mm. Now, now as a Knicks fan, mm. I'm all about R.J. Barrett. Hey! And Steve Nash's quotes. Schubert, you see how fast he went? He didn't even want R.J. Barrett two months ago. He really didn't. Like, I'm letting no. you guys know. He Look, Steve Nash, two-time MVP, you know what I'm saying? He got you thinking different. I feel you. you know <laughs> That's crazy. You got to take Knicks that kind fans. of advice. The Pelicans now, low key, have the most assets going exactly. into the future. It went from, it went from Cry baby. I told you. I'm I was like, let's all the assets. He's like, well, we don't got AD. We ain't got Jada. I, I was like, sick, what? bro. I was sick. I was sick. I was sick, but the Beignet boys got me hyped. Let's go. I'm not going to say we're going to make the playoffs. It's going to be a long road. It's going to be a long road. It is a long road. It is a long road, bro. But if any of these guys turn out to be what we think, we, yo, we could we could be in, we could be good. And plus Zion tomorrow, Charles. Man. Exactly, bro. We're, Come on. We're the Pelicans are done living pieces. I know, I know. Then when, when you get to the interview, you'll be talking about that. But Charles, uh, do you, what do you think, bro? Like, talk to me about how you feel. Were you sick? Like I was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was real sick. I have no idea who you interviewed, so I'm just gonna drop a bunch of knowledge. First off, <laughs> Brooklyn. We're going to start with the Celtics thing because the Celtics deal was days away from getting done. And it wasn't until the Kyrie crap was leaked out that he wasn't coming back that the Celtics said, oh, uh, we're going to keep Tatum. And then the deal fell apart. And, and don't worry, the Celtics may be trading for that number four pick. That, that's still a possibility. Jalen Brown could be a Pelican this year. Uh, just holding out a little hope there. But look, I, I think this is the biggest thing. And if you listen to the uh, last episode of Primetime, congrats. Thank you. I appreciate that. If you haven't, go check it out. Uh, we talked about it with Andrew Lopez. J- uh, January 28th, 2019, will go down in history as one of the best or most uh, prolific days in Pelicans history. It's the day that Anthony Davis requested a trade and the day that Gail Benson woke up. Think about this. Anthony Davis doesn't request a trade this, this season, during the season. Dell Demps is still there. Anthony Davis is still there, maybe requesting a trade today. Uh, Nico Miritich stayed on the team, so you didn't get anything out of his, his value. And more importantly, he's probably leaving this offseason for a bigger contract. You won't have a first-round pick because you would have traded that away to get an asset to make a playoff run. 
And, and more importantly, you probably would have made the playoffs and been bounced in the first round. So you look at where the franchise is now compared to where they could be, things are looking up in New Orleans, right? Zion does so much for this organization, but it's not only Zion. And le- yes, there are parts of this Lakers deal that I agree with, Lyndon, that still make me queasy. To be honest, all three players are, are, are not starters. They're trash. Uh, when, it comes, <laughs> when it comes to their numbers in terms of other players in the NBA, uh, they're backups. Yes, the, uh, the best guy is probably Lonzo in terms of what he brings to the table, but his scoring is really bad. His free throws are terrible, but he's really good at everything else. So there's some plus there, and I think you can get value for him if you want to trade him. Brandon Ingram, the guy can score. The guy can get to the free throw line at an elite level, but the guy can't shoot freaking free throws. So there's another issue, and, and that dude's lanky. I mean, he may be the lankiest four in the NBA. He's lankier than Check the Allo. So if you're a Pelican <laughs> yeah, fan, you know how how lanky that dude is and he's going into his fourth year so he's going to be looking for a big payday coming up so that, that that's concerning also now you look at their picks 2021 are you get this year's fourth 2021 is an unprotected uh one through eight and if it's outside of eight then it goes to 2022 unprotected uh for the whole draft which is huge because that's going to be the first year that high school kids can go straight into the nba so i read something about like a double draft that could be happening uh, that can really help the Pelicans. But you look later on, 2023, the first year LeBron won't be under contract, unprotected swap, 2024, unprotected swap, or you can defer to 2025 where Anthony Davis and LeBron probably won't be there. That team's going to be trash, and I am all about having that first-round pick later on because you could get another Zion. You know, you could get multiple first-round picks, and top five picks are what are important in the NBA Picks outside of the top five usually end up as trash. But hey, I think unless you're the Suns, because then you fuck up everything. The I sound yeah. Phoenix. No matter what it. time they got, it don't um, matter. And, and Brooklyn, let me break your heart. It, it sounds like they might not be in the D'Angelo Russell sweepstakes. Bro, this. look, I ain't even worried about that. You know why? Because I ain't got no faith in my team. But I write Dang. my purple and, and, and orange. It don't matter. It don't matter, bro. I'm, I'm a Mets fan. All I do is root for losers, all right? So for Dang. me, it don't really matter, bro. <laughs> that, that, it don't really matter. You feel me? That hurts my soul hearing you say that. Because, like, I was complaining, but, like, we got some winners over here. I'm not going to even I'm not going to At least y'all like, make moves that make sense. You feel me? Yeah, no. Number one pick, just, Zion. Y'all out here in these streets, man. Trump made, the, 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 made a lot of sense. What the Pelicans can do, I mean, the multiple guys they're looking at. Maybe a Miles Turner comes with the picks this year. Maybe a Kevin Love. Maybe a Bradley Beal. I think there are multiple players. Look, this Pelicans team just got 6,000-plus ticket holders, season ticket holders. Oh, yeah. After Zion. They're not going to rebuild. They're going to win this year. They're going to try to make the playoffs. And right now, I think this team can make the playoffs, which is the important <laughs> thing. But they're going to make a trade, and Griffin's going to make a trade. To make this team have immediate success, this team will be a lot better than last year. Trust me. My thing is this: if we if we, uh, if we get somebody of that caliber, I always look at it. I compare it to Portland. Portland made it with Dame and CJ. If we can get somebody that is of quality, yeah, 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 yeah. you talking shit about Dame and CJ? Yeah, no, we're just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking shit about CJ. Look, CJ, you can come on the pod. Uh, your boy Dave, uh, whatever his name is, that does the podcast with him. He's actually supposed to come on later, so please don't listen to this take. But CJ's a bum. All right. What? Yo, y'all uh, Dave so and CJ cold blooded killers. Yo, y'all crazy, bro. CJ is no cold blooded killer. I'm not Dame's, had, 
Crazy. That's it. They are cold-blooded killers, bro. I'm not gonna as, as a man who grew up watching New York basketball, they remind me of two hungry young black men ready to put up as many points as they have to to Look, take their team to the next round. Is, Y'all crazy. I'm with you, Griffin. I like, I like Portland. I like, I, I, look, Dame and Dennis they're good players, but like, I'm going to say this. They, they, if we get someone of the caliber of a Bradley Beal, I like Drew and Bradley more than I like CJ and Dame. So mm. oh, I mean, if we're talking Pelicans over Portland, I'd take Pelicans. The seed? All I'm saying is y'all going to have to show me some. The Pelicans need someone to play, you know, the four of the five besides Jaleel. Yeah, look, Portland showed me some shit that I didn't even know they had in them this year. So y'all talking some hot cash money shit, and I'm ready to take bets next season because did Portland didn't Portland get swept in the second round? Yo, yo, listen, 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 listen. Y'all know how Golden State get down, man. Listen, Uh, I think the Pelicans at least won one. Yeah, y'all did, y'all did. But that's a different team. Look, I'm going to say that. That's a different team. But we got young Zion. That's what I'm saying. If we can get a star, like I said, if it's Brad Beal, I like Brad Beal and Drew more than I like Damon CJ. That's just me. But speaking of what Chuby said, Chuby said something very interesting about a big man. And that'll transition us to our first guest coming on the pod. Chuby was talking about the Pels need a big man. And speaking of big man... We don't know what we're going to do with that fourth pick in the draft. Will we trade it? Will it be for a Miles Turner? Will it be for Kevin Love or Brad Beal? Or will it be for more picks? I interviewed Schmidt Dua, my guy from Bourbon Street Shots. Listen to what he has to say about what we might do in this draft, what some things, his thoughts on Zion, and much more. Check that out now. Okay, you guys, you understand for the 100th episode, we had to get on someone that understands what's going on with the Pelicans. We had to. We wanted to have a great conversation for you guys because – we talked about it in the beginning, but I wanted to have someone who is close to the situation, a credentialed member of the media, to come in and just give us their take on it. And I'm super excited to have, from in the know in Bourbon Street Shots, our guy, Shamit Dua. Shamit Dua, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. It's a, such an exciting time to be a Pelicans fan and to talk about everything that's going on. So I'm glad I get to do it with you guys. Yeah, man, I'm super excited. And look, I'm going to be honest because I said this earlier. At first, I was I was male in the trade. I'm not going to lie. For, without knowing about the picks, just from seeing the players, yeah, I think Elonzo Ball can fit into this well. Brandon Ingram, I'm not too sure. And Josh Hart's solid shooter off the bench. But everything that we were looking at and hearing was David Griffin wanted the centerpiece, this all-star. But then we see all these picks come out, and it's like we're controlling the Lakers draft for the next five to seven years. Initial thoughts that you have just – going in, looking at the trade from the perspective of the players, and then talk to me about how you feel the picks adjust your thought process of the trade. I think I have been pretty vocal about the players throughout this whole process. I'm not the biggest fan of them. I think Lonzo Ball is probably my favorite player out of those three. I think he has several good to elite skills that are going to make him a positive player in the league for a, very, for a long time. I think he's a, a great defender. I think he's an elite rebounder for his position. Obviously, he's an elite passer that plays really well in the open court. So that kind of player is a, is a really good fit with Drew and a really good fit with Zion. But you can't talk about that without talking about his glaring weakness, which, in my opinion, is, is shooting. And I think everyone's aware of that. So you have a guy that shoots in, in the low 40% from the free throw line. Um, 
you have teams totally and completely ignore him. They give him the Ben Simmons treatment. I'm sure we've all seen those pictures. Uh, the difference between him and Ben Simmons is that he's actually not afraid to take the shot, which I admire. I, I think it's truly the coward's way out to just not take the shot and, and, and hurt your team there. But it still kills your spacing in the half court. I think that's a, that's a major problem that people are, are not really looking into as much as they should. Um, Brandon Ingram, I'm not high on. I, I think he has uh, one really good skill, which is getting to the free throw line because he's a, he's a decent scorer. He's not the most efficient guy, but he's um, he's really good at getting to the rim. He is a he uses his frame to to get these awesome angles and and convert around the rim. But like again, he's one of those players that just has no semblance of an outside shot, and he's more of a Ben Simmons type in the sense that he doesn't take that many threes, which hurts even more because you need to have players that will put the shot up when when the opponents just disrespect you. You you got to get those shots up and. So to me, uh, I look at three years of Brendan Ingram that he's been in this league. I've seen little improvement on, on the defensive end, and despite you know his, his wingspan and length and all of that, uh, I've seen little improvement on, on his shooting. Um, his, his free throws have remained under 70%. Um, he hasn't progressed as a three-point shooter. And you know I've seen little improvement when it comes to just making reads in the offense, like finding your teammates. People talk about he's that he's a good passer well a lot of his passing comes from his role they put they put the ball in his hands they were like hey go go get this offense go run this stuff and you know he was able to make some plays but you look at his assist to turnover ratio it's not as good as a guy um who i think everyone was asking for as a centerpiece like like jason tatum jason tatum doesn't get that many assists but he also just doesn't turn the ball over so i i think ingram's problematic before you even get into his his injury concerns as well as the fact that you have to pay him in a year which i i'm hesitant on um me too and then josh hart is you know he's, he's josh hart he's a potential to be a role player but there's nothing too exciting about that um I mean, the good news is these players are, are very young. Uh, they weren't in the best environment in L.A. Uh, they do have an opportunity to improve in a little bit of a less pressure situation with perhaps a roster that doesn't ask too much of them. So I'm not counting them out. I'm just I'm not going to hold my breath for them to do things that they have like never done before in their career. Like I'm not going to pretend Lonzo is going to become a magical shooter when he just isn't you know i'm not going to pretend that ingram's going to figure it out immediately this year and then he's going to become this stud uh defensive and offensive player that can that can score on all three levels you know maybe they can reach that one day but it's a lot to expect of them to improve you know in a year or two no i agree with you and i i agree with everything you just said like i said lonzo's the one i'm the highest on but like you said we can't ignore his shooting woes but B.I. is the one that I if, if the team is Zion's team and of course Drew's gonna f- get us to that hump to where Zandre take over Brandon Ingram's not the type of dude to space the floor out give us spacing he's a lane clogger and like you said with someone like Lonzo when they're gonna shade off of him as well that's too much clogging of the lane Drew's not the best three-point shooter he can stretch it but he that's not his that's not his role so we need people who can stretch the floor and Brandon Ingram just doesn't look like he's gonna be that guy now, speaking on the picks, what's your opinion on the, the, the quote-unquote haul we got back from the Lakers? Oh, I love it. I, I, that surpassed any of the expectations that I had. 
I think I have steadily been talking about how I was not high on, on the Lakers' uh, potential draft capital that they held. I, I don't think that the Lakers had very many picks to give up and, and or that they would be good because once you get Anthony Davis, those picks are going to be you know in the late 20s, maybe even 30. Um, what I did not expect for them to do is, is to Billy King themselves, essentially, to to give Pelicans the control of their draft for, for the next seven years with, with, you know, with pick swaps and pick deferments and unprotected picks that, that was unexpected. I had, had no idea that they'd be willing to go that far. And then the cherry on top of that is obviously the number four pick in, in tomorrow's draft. So very excited about the picks, very excited about the fact that those picks are out there when, you know, LeBron's current deal is over. Um, and, you know, maybe he's looking at retirement. He's certainly not going to be the same player. He's going to be, what, up there close to 40 years old. Um, you know, his son might be in the league by, by the time he's 2025. 20, <laughs> it's it's going to be such a long way out there. And then you never know. Is, is AD going to stick around in a few years? Is he going to be healthy in a few years? Or, or what the shape of that? So, like, essentially David Griffin has made this big bet that, yes, the Lakers are probably going to be good now. But I bet you sometime between 2021 – in 2025 they're going to be bad and when they're bad we're going to take advantage of it and i i'm a big fan of that bet so it was a really good haul from from that perspective no i agree with you it's it's betting on himself his, his staff betting that they can develop players and betting the fact that he understands what a team looks like post lebron era he saw it firsthand nobody knows it better than him so he sees the turmoil that could forsake them and, and capitalize on it. Now, my question to you is, since tomorrow's draft is coming, by the time everybody hears this, they'll hear this in the morning before the draft, we know we're going Zion number one. Do you feel that by the time the draft happens tomorrow night, do you think we take someone with four, or do you think four is shopped somewhere else? I really think four is shopped somewhere else. I think they're going to try to get some sort of value out of that pick, whether it's a, a player. Obviously, they've been hunting for an all-star we all know what all-star they've been hunting for, Bradley Beal. Your guy. <laughs> my guy, my guy, Bradley Beal, um, the one and only. But I think, you know, given the Wizards situation where they don't really have a GM at the moment, it's going to be difficult to get Beal off that team tomorrow night. You know, maybe that's a conversation they're going to have in February. Um, but in order to kind of like rack up on these assets, you know, you have one guy at four if you draft him at four you know maybe he's going to be good maybe he's not going to be good but that's only like one asset right um let's say you trade down with atlanta and let's say you get the eighth pick and the tenth pick and they take back solomon hill so you, you got a little bit more cap space you got two top 10 picks as well um and then you draft two guys potentially high upside guys or just you know whoever you want to draft that's two people then you know you could talk yourself into his assets if you do want to have a conversation in february uh, about an all-star player like hey look we you know we drafted these two people we, we trust our development process and um you know they're coming along nicely as rookies they're they got potential and then all of a sudden you know these these players have a lot more value than just a single player that you've consolidated value in at the fourth pick no 100 percent. now ass assuming that like you said you get that eighth and tenth or who do you think we could be looking at in that first round for either those two picks or assuming that we keep the fourth just some of the draft guys that you think that we could target in either of those areas because, like we've been hearing, it's a two-person, three-person draft. People aren't really up to date on who's after the R.J. Barrett's, the John Morant's. Who are you looking at for the Pelicans to target if either they do trade down with the Hawks or they end up taking someone with that fourth? Yeah, I think, you know, at number four, first and foremost, I would target Jared Culver. Um, 
I think he is one of those do-it-all wings that you kind of need in today's NBA. I see a lot of people say they see a lot of Paul George in him. I'm not quite sure he's the shooter Paul George uh, is. It's possible that he can get there, but you know, I see I see a lot of like Jimmy Butler in him. I see a lot of Jason Richard in him, uh, a, a a wing that can really handle the ball, make plays for others as a secondary playmaker, play defense. And, uh, you know, eventually develop into a, a good shot maker. I think he, he's a pretty seamless fit on, on any team. Love him at four. Uh, if we trade down, I'm, I'm looking at guys that maybe have dropped down to eight. And if there really hasn't been one of those top seven or so guys like, you know, Kobe White or, or Darius Garland and uh, drop down to eight, I'm, I'm taking, you know, big swings. I'm taking I'm looking at, you know, Cam Reddish, who a lot of people are are low on for for good reason because he kind of had an underperforming year at duke he didn't shoot well from like really any spot of the floor even that's supposed to be one of his best assets but you know i think he's one of those boomer bust picks and if you have two picks you can kind of afford to take that gamble i'm looking at cam reddish i'm looking at siku dumbuya uh, um he's an international player again just one of those very toolsy forwards that can play either forward position very athletic um projects as a plus shooter can kind of do it all uh just one of those versatile players that every nba team is looking for these days uh, um shoot i could be talked into taking a stab at bulbul at the 10th pick i think uh when people say that bulbul is a top five talent in the draft they're not wrong i it's really hard to come by a seven foot two seven foot three player that can put the ball on the floor can can make jump shots um, can can you know obviously he, he's he's a tremendous shot blocker because of his size, but he's just an extremely skilled and, and finesse player for his size. Uh, he definitely comes with glaring concerns. Um, his foot surgery, for example, for a, a seven foot two guy, that's not promising. But you know we have seen guys in the past, Brook Lopez and Joel Embiid, uh, go through the same procedures, and even Kevin Durant, and then you know have a perfectly fine career. So it's not like it's just some end of the world prognosis, but. It is something to watch out for, uh, but also it's concerning that he's seven foot three and he only weighs two hundred and six pounds. So that, that boy's got to put a lot of meat on him before he becomes an effective player. But you know, if if you want to go one high upside player, you could probably take one safer bet. And so like the safer bets, I would say are like DeAndre Hunter, you know, a guy that's ready to contribute right away. Um, you know, PJ Washington is a guy that's ready to contribute right away, um, or you know, will be ready to com- contribute sooner rather than later. Jackson Hayes. Uh, Brandon Clark, and then it's mostly, if you look at this, it's mostly some of those big men, those combo big men, like the forward centers um, that are, are, I think there are a lot of them in this draft, and you could potentially get a lot of value out of them. 100%. I, I like taking a chance on a guy like Reddish. Even, like you said, you could talk me into Bobo because I remember him coming out of high school. He was the talk of the town, the talk of just his talent level is there. There. It's it's like you said, he's 206 pounds and he's 7'3". He's not going to be on the wing. He's got to get some meat on his body. There's still a lot that he has to develop as a player himself defensively as well as maybe some inside offensive. But he can stretch the floor and he, like you said, top five talent if we take that risk. We still have Zion Williamson today in New – well, we saw his comments today about New Orleans talking about how he ate at commanders and everything. We know – what we're getting in this type of player, his his athleticism, just the, the 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 beast that he is, that he brings to the court, the way he can get to the rim, and as well as uses athleticism on the defensive end. What, in your opinion, do you think Zion Williamson is going to bring to New Orleans, both for the city playing basketball and for the city not playing basketball? 
Man, he's like such off a, the court. He's such a charismatic guy at, at 18 years old. You think he's very self-aware and he's very well aware of the perception he has and the attention that he brings. And honestly, that to see someone that's so humble in his position is refreshing. And I think New Orleans, as a basketball uh, town, and you know Louisiana State has this is kind of dying to latch onto a player uh, after you know all that they've went to went through this this past off season, this season with Anthony Davis, like with all the shenanigans that they kind of pulled in this messy situation, people are ready. They're ready to, to move on. They're ready to buy in. And I think Zion has done everything to sort of say the right things, um, kind of, you know, already starting to embrace the city, embrace the culture a bit. And I think he's going to continue to do that. And people uh, are going to be drawn by his magnetic personality. I think he's going to be a must-see event on television and in the arena. I mean, he sold 3,000 season tickets the Day it was announced that the Pelicans are going to draft, uh, or Pelicans are get the number one draft slot. So that that's insane in and of itself, and I think it's only going to get better. Obviously, on the court, as you mentioned, is is people you know they see the freak athleticism, but what they don't realize is beyond the freak athleticism, he has a tremendous amount of skill. He has a tremendous amount of touch around the basket. He sees plays develop. Uh, and, and lanes develop a lot quicker than than most players in uh, in, in college. And he he reads defenses really well. And on the flip side on defense, he reads offenses really well. He just goes in there and disrupts everything that's that's possible. And then, you know, once you get the ball in his hand and, and he has a step on you, he's gone. There's there's no catching him. So um, I'm really excited about the possibilities he he brings both on and off the the floor. One hundred percent. Now, this is something that's been rumor going on rumor in the Twitter sphere. You know, you can't t- trust the, the Twitter sources. But I have to ask because Pels fans have been a little a little worried, so to speak, about what's been rumored. Do you feel that Drew Holiday is, is a piece that's going to be on this team for at least the duration of his contract or until he fit, says, I'm tired of this rebuild process? Or do you feel we're going to trade him sooner rather than later? Let me put an end to those rumors. The Pelicans and David Griffin and Trajan Langdon and the entire leadership group have no intentions of trading Drew Holiday anytime soon. None whatsoever. They are going to build around him and Zion. They're going to do whatever it takes to put a good team around those players. They're not going to move in. Now, if in a year or so Drew says, hey, I don't want to be a part of this, sure, that's a conversation that they can revisit. But right now, Drew is excited as well. Everyone is bought in, and there's just no conversation to be had around Drew leaving. 100%. We see Julius Randle up out of his contract, which was, which was to be expected. Now, I've seen some people feel that we should bring him back. I, on the other hand, don't think you should bring a guy like Randle back because – his defense isn't there. We need a shot blocker. He doesn't do that. He's a he's he's the same height as Zion, whereas he does certain things different than Zion. I'd much rather have the fit of Zion there worrying about him being in that position. Do you feel we should bring Julius Randle back? No, not at all. That's easy enough. Because I, I no. agree with you, man. You know, I, I mean, look, like I think Julius is going to search for a larger payday than the Pelicans are going to want to to give him, and I think you know he he as a young player he's earned that right. He can he has that right to go uh, do what's best for his career and his family and himself. So I wish the best of luck to him. But um, both from a financial perspective as an on court fit, I just do not see it for him here. No, I agree one hundred percent. And like. 
I tweeted the other day. I was like, I hope he finds whatever he's looking for because he he's he's improved, man. From when the, he was with the Lakers, people were dogging him. They didn't think he would get to this point, and and I hope he finds that contract. But just financially, like you said, and from a basketball fit, it just doesn't really work with the Pelicans. Now, seeing that we have this team, like you said, Drew's in. How do you feel just in terms of? how this rebuild should go because we have the haul from the from the Lakers. We don't know if we're going to get a centerpiece yet or not. Do you feel this rebuild should be done faster or should we draw this rebuild out for those picks and then trade those picks when necessary to pull people in for when Zion's ready? Yeah, I don't think you can fully bank on those picks and kind of plan your future around them. I think you should do what you can to, to be competitive now, to develop those players, to develop any draft picks that you're going to end up doing and really focus on Zion because he's going to be your ceiling ultimately. You know, how many times have we seen the best player elevate a team to, to new heights? I mean, we just saw Kawhi where he, he won a ring. He's the best player on that team, the best player arguably um, in the league right now just because of what he did. I mean, you know, it may be blasphemy, but I don't think it's a, an unreasonable take to, based off what he said. So if we can focus on making Zion the best version of him that can possibly be uh, the Pelicans are going to be in a good hand, and I think that's how they should approach it. 100%. Thank you so much, Shamit, for coming on the podcast, clearing up some of every everybody's woes and just giving us insight on the trade. It's a it's a fun time to be a Pels fan, and when you guys hear this tomorrow, we should be really excited for the draft coming up because we don't know if we're going to see a move happen or not or if we're going to take a player at four. We got a lot to look forward to, as well as getting our guy finally with Zion. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media and some of the things you got going on right now. For sure. Y'all can find me at Fear the Brown on Twitter. Uh, that's where I'm most active. And you can, if you want to listen to more of me, if you enjoyed listening to this, I also uh, am a co-host of In the Know, um, a Bourbon Street Shots podcast. It's all about the Pelicans. 100%. And I love the podcast that which you and Mason Ginsburg do. I, I listen to you guys for insight on the Pels as well. You guys, if you want to hear more from it, should definitely go check that out. Thank you so much for your time today, Schmidt. We really appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. All right, you guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you to Schmidt for coming on. Really appreciated that. Now we got, we got, and, and thank you again. You guys go follow him and check out his pod in the know. Very great uh, basketball pod. But let's get into some more stuff we got to get into. And with the Raptors winning the finals, we're not talking about the Raptors winning the finals anymore. No, 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 no. We're transitioning from that. But it's a bridge to get us to where we got to go. Because, yo, I'm going to say this about my guy. Because I got I to call this beta speed. My guy was acting like he was playing in the games instead of just being a fan. My guy acted like he hit the game winner. <laughs> he was in the parade. My guy was looking like he was Kawhi's running me. I, I, I just got to say, I, I'm, I'm happy he won. Got him with, but my guy was looking rough out there in them streets. Yo, Driz, man. And then Driz dropped some hot tracks. Dropped the Omerita joint. Dropped the money on the uh, money on the run with Ross. B, man, which is, which is, which is, which does the music deter from my guy's actions in the parades? No, hell no. He was acting like he was part owner, like he was uh, <laughs> motherfucker, like he played like 60 games this season. You feel me? No, matter of fact, he was acting like he played 10 games, got hurt at the beginning of the season, and came to support his guys in the finals. That's how he was playing. He was playing like somebody who was on the fucking roster. I mean, he was out there acting ridiculous, calling Steph after the game is over, like, yo, leave that man alone. What are you doing, Drake? Yo, when he got on IG, the shit with Clay, that shit had me. I was like, yo, Clay go get 
Get your ass. That's what I'm bro. <laughs> he's wilding, bro. He's wilding, bro. <laughs> I was like, yo, that might have been too soon, Drake. I was a little too soon, but nobody said that. I was just in my in my house, like, ooh, I don't know. I was, all I could think of was he's Drake and they're gonna let him get away with it. That's all I can think of. I was like, if it was somebody else, they probably wouldn't let him get away with it. But it's Drake. Yo, so what you thought about the new tracks? The, I, I thought the Meryl Jordan was hard. I thought yeah, was, I like that. You shit. Fin- I like that. You shit. finally got your, you, you got your shit. I, I you bro, got your I told you, bro. Music. I'm telling you, bro. It's the summertime. I don't, I don't want that soft shit. No offense to Chris Brown, but I don't want that soft shit right now. I'm gonna come back to that in October, baby. <laughs> this, is, this is stupid. Shuby, what you think of Drizzy's actions? Was, was Drizzy wilding in these streets? I mean, I mean, he was doing him, man. Like. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's kind of how I feel about it too. I'm kind of like, yo, if I had that, if I had that power, like if I was out there in the streets and the Pels were having me going to the parade, yo, <laughs> I would be, yo, I, am I lying? Like, not am I no, lying? No, no. If if, if 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 New Orleans were like, yo, all you all you guys can come on the parade float, I'd be like, yes, let sign me up. I'm there. Face like a cigar. He's a part of it in a way. Yeah, he's I mean, he brought a lot of attention to the team. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm with the jerseys and shit, and uh, motherfucker got OVO championship hats and shit. Like he did that shit. Look, I, I'm not gonna deny him his part in you know in hyping up the the Raptors fan base, but as far as him you know de- trying to entice the other side, that was crazy. Yo, as far as the tracks, uh, Omerta. I, I like it now. At first, I didn't really like it because I, it felt like a freestyle, and I and I just, I don't know. I don't like songs that sound like freestyles when they're not telling me that they're freestyles. She <laughs> didn't get that tough talk. That was that tough. That was that. No, that was I got that, it. I, I get it now. Like, I think it was maybe I was just catching the end of the song, but, like, I heard it all the way through on the way to do the podcast, and I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get the song. I, I hear I hear the words. And Sending so, shots at Push. Yeah, right. And, and um and then with the Rick Ross song, I think that song is pretty cool. Yeah, the Rick Ross song is just the, the the standard on the radio song. Got some got some yeah. lines in there I fucking yeah. with that that America joint. Mm, push. We we send in shots. We not stand still. Shit. And then Kanye want to leak that dumb that dumb freestyle. What would me do? Okay, you gonna wake the dragon up? You gonna send some more shots y'all way? The Yeezy sales didn't do well last year. Mm. We huh, hmm, push that. Yeah, you know, why you not talking out, Brooklyn? All he did was just tell I ain't got God. no fucking Yeezys. Oh, I'm like what? I ain't got no fucking look it, man. Look, he's, he's I a got chatty chatty on the song. All I gotta do is checks. You feel me? All I got <laughs> is checks and, and jump man. You feel me? <laughs> He can do whatever he shit. want, but I know that he did that because he's Kanye. I I don't even look at shit like that when he posted. Like I was like, stop, get some help. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Like, nobody didn't want to drop that. Want to drop that, but don't want to talk about the man on David Letterman. We exactly. See you. We see you. Ducking, you ducking questions, but you leaking shit. Like, fuck out of here, bro. This, we see you. You think push that? You think, you think push gonna respond? Because because not not now. I mean, look, shout out to my guy Bansky, because he said this when the when the song dropped. All Push really did was just be a chatty patty. That's all he did. Yeah, like, no, that's just, I think the, the beef is dead, because honestly, all he did was, like, just take information that he got, you know? Like, it wasn't like he really had some deep, dark beef with Drake. It was literally like, oh, I got all this scoop on the hottest rapper in the game. 
I'm about to put let it on the Let me boost my album sales. Right. Like, let me let me let me get some free. Pub. It was as simple as that. Like, I don't think there's more to this because unless he got some more beef and shit. I mean, unless he got some more information, I don't really think that. That's, goes that's all you want. Look at you, you chatty patty. You just want more scoops. <laughs> want more, more gossip. Look Hell yeah! Drop <laughs> the flames, Drizzy. Come at the just just tell the niggas you slept with Kim K. That's all we need. Like it's over with at that point. If they just want chatty patty. Low key, I feel like we already know that though. My guy bigger than that. He posting he posted on Father's Day the picture his son made for him. I see you out there, fam. Do your thing, big dog. I fuck with it. Push that then in nothing. Pusher. Nah, it's not in my mentions gonna be filled with all the hip hop heads who are like, is a pusher a Philadelphia fan? I don't know. No, I don't know what I don't push don't support music. I don't even know push support sports like talking about. He just he's just doing his music thing. I don't I know, know he's from Carolina. Sport. That's all I got. I mean over Virginia. No, he's from Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, that's Virginia. What yeah. Who One of the and ain't got no who damn even, sports teams. Who even cares? <laughs> let's get to let's get to, I just have to bring that up. Let's get to the main the main thing. So it's the hundredth. And you guys oh, know, okay. like... Ignore, ignore my take. Um, oh, my bad, Charles. My bad, man. You jammed the song? I didn't know. My beat. Well, I was going to say, I thought Drake went a little too far in the finals. But I'll go, back, I'll go back to something you said, Lyndon. And this may have been, like, on episode 20. But rappers want to be NBA players, and NBA players want to be rappers. And you never have seen a stronger case for that than in the finals this year. Because I tell you what, Brooklyn Brooklyn made the, the analogy that Drake was the dude that, you know, got hurt at the beginning of the season. Drake was the dude that showed up to, like, maybe four or five games this season. And then all of a sudden, the playoffs come around. He went to one or two. Finals come around, and he's like, oh, whoo, I am the biggest Raptors <laughs> fan alive. <laughs> you know? They should have put that dude in the Raptors mascot costume because he looked like the mascot, just mid-center court, you know? But... I'll say this about the songs. I like the murder. That that song is great. Money in the Grave. I fucking hate that song because I hate, <laughs> one I hate the title of the song and I hate the whole fucking chorus because didn't we learn a fucking lesson from the from the Egyptians? You can't bury your money with you and then take it with you. That just it's not how it works. That's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> from history, man. Trying to be pharaohs from history. All right, Drake. That's funny. I didn't like, even think about it. Like that. That's hilarious. Oh, that. Was- that was a good one. I give you that one. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but now that dude, he, he man, Drake was, I'm not going to say, Drake was wilding in the finals. Drake was doing his thing. Live your life, fam. You, are you stupid or are you dumb? Like like my guy said, the six is up. King of the North. We the Yo, six. stop that, bro. That's exactly how everybody's talking. <laughs> they acting like they're from Canada. They're like, are you stupid or are you dumb? <laughs> oh, no, like, and, and Lyndon has zero, like, probably has maybe like 1%, 2% Cajun influence in his family. So he doesn't even have that. No. At least I can say, like, my relatives lived up in Canada and Quebec. Like, I can move. We the North. Like, I can at least have that claim, you know? <laughs> nah, man. Big tune. Are you stupid? Are you dumb? The king of the North oh, has my won. God. Shout out. 100. Do y'all thing. <laughs> but, but speaking of all that, because it's the 100, we wanted to give you guys a little a little discussion. In, in terms of Drake, you guys have probably been like, no, these guys are fans. I don't know if we've ever done this. I don't think we've ever done it. If we did, it was like in the— I think we have. Like, Maybe like the early iterations of the pod, like super, super early. But now that we got some new albums, some new stuff is out. Let, let's, we wanted to do some rankings. We're gonna rank Drake's albums and just give, give, just give a little discussion area. So uh, Brooklyn, start, you want to start us to give us your ranking of, yeah, of all the Drake Graham's uh, mm-hmm. albums? All right, y'all already know how I be coming. So you know, my first album is Take Care. That's my number one right there. It's never gonna change for me, Maps. bro. No matter what Maps. happens in my life, if I'm drunk. 
if I'm going through something, bro, the first thing I'm bumping, b- bass bumping in my car. I don't care who pull up next to me. If I'm in a mood, I'm playing Take Care. That's my shit. It takes me back to a certain time, and there's nothing that compares to it. Then after that, I got nothing was the same. Because for me, after Take Care, it, it was really down to how many songs on each album really I connected with. And nothing was the same as one of them that I really had a lot on there. Third, I got Thank Me Later. After that, I got Views. And if you're reading this, it's too late. I, I ain't really fuck with More Life. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I know like four songs on More Life. Because I didn't really like it. It was like a, it's like a catalog of music. And the last album that just came out for me, I still need more time with it. As far as it getting into my top five, because the rest of these songs, the rest of these albums, they really do something for me. Not just as far as like they all, you know, have a certain connection, but just like I can bump with the shit on nothing was the same. And I can also get gangster the shit that's on nothing was the same. You feel me? So like, it's just, ah, I got more time with the other ones. I need more time with that. If you're reading this, it's too late. You know me. I need that. I need that. You know what I'm saying? No sleeping in the streets. You know what I'm saying? I need that gangster shit. Even though he be fake taking everybody culture, I fuck with it. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Where would you put so far gone in it if you if you if you don't mind? If me, so far I gone, like I didn't I didn't know we was counting as an album because I know it was his first, you know, project. If I was putting so far gone in it, so far gone would have to be in but it would not if you're reading this too late, is out and I'd put it after nothing was the same. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it would go, so your yours goes again. Take care. In dubs TS. Nothing was the same. Uh, if you read no, thank me later, which is three, which is weird to me. Then then if you're reading this and then views, uh, views was four, and then if you're reading this was five. If you're reading this is five, we're one hundred percent. What real quick? Why is thank me later three? Did you really fuck with that album? Yeah. One hundred. I mean, look, because look, at look. first I was doubting him. I really think he had a lot to. When I when like literally I took myself back, Lynn, and I put myself back in ninth grade when that shit came out, and I remember thinking to myself like, this nigga ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like when Ooh. so far gone, I was like, he ain't got nothing else. There's nothing. I was like, he's just got that song that was playing everywhere, and I hated it at the time. Mm, see, uh, you fuck under, the name you of that damn song. Best I ever had. Yeah, best I, ever I was had like, man. yeah, I was like this. But then the the album came out, and I was like, okay, mm. this nigga can rap. Mm. So for me, it's just like that's what really put me in that. Okay, let me let me go back and listen to So Far Gone and really take it in for what it is now that I've. Really... For me, uh, bro, okay. I don't know what it is about like Scorpion. You know, I've been over this, bro. I listened to half of Scorpion. I still haven't listened to half some of them songs, bro. Uh, <laughs> like I, I played them like maybe once or twice, and they really do nothing for me, bro. But I need more time with music. I can't really consume certain things. Like, for me, I can listen to a T. Grizzly album straight through. You know me, I'm gangster rap. YG, I can listen to that shit straight through and tell you they all trash and tell you half of them is good. You know what I'm saying? But, like, with the Drake songs, I really got to take my time with it because he's soft. Uh, okay, okay, I see. I'm, I'm going to let that slide. But, no, I feel you. I feel you. I like your rankings. The Thank Me Later thing is interesting. Dope, dope. Brooklyn's rankings, you guys. 100. Let's see if Shuby differs from him. Shuby, what you got, bro? I really don't differ too much from Brooklyn. I'm be honest. I, I like Ooh, okay. to start from the top down, so I'm gonna start with five. And five, I have Scorpion. Mm, okay, okay. Scorpion is one of the things with Drake and me is that sometimes he puts albums into you know my life that really hit me at a certain point, and Scorpion had just really has some songs that hit me at a certain point in my life where I was like I needed that. She was so going through was some like, things. She was going through some things. So, so I gotta give. 
Scorpion some love. At number four, I actually got to go with Thank Me Later. Okay, okay. Because I same same kind of the same reasons for Brooklyn that I really liked it was that I didn't really know too much after So Far Gone what was gonna happen next because I was so hyped from So So Far Gone. I was like, okay, so what are we gonna get next? And then he comes back with some absolute bangers that are still bangers to this day. So you gotta give him credit for that. So number four was Thank Me Later. Their number three is so far gone. Ooh, okay, because, I mean, okay. So far gone was the original. Just like I couldn't believe that I was listening to the same guy that I had watched on the grassy. You know that is you know, true. Some, That's very true. You know Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Just like there, there's some there's some really good tracks on that, and it was my you know your introduction to Drake. Number two, nothing was the same. Another same as Scorpion hit me at a time in my life where I needed that that album. I know I almost know all of all of those tracks better than my number one. Take care. Ooh, okay, okay. I like that. I like that. No, no more life, no views. I respect that. I respect that very much. My, I think my, mine's gonna be different from you guys. I'm interested to see what Charles has. Charles, what you got, bro? I, I'm gonna start with one. I don't think anyone, maybe Lyndon disagrees, but I think all of us are gonna have to take care as number one because Damn, there is I, there there is never my been, take. there has never been a better breakup album than Take Care. I tell you what, like you're newly single, you were listening to that album like on repeat because I've been listening to that album on repeat for like a month. So get into personal. Anyway, I'm fuck with it. I, I, number I one, really, nah, I feel you. I really enjoy that album. Number one, uh, number two, I'm gonna go with More Life. I think some of the songs on that album go back to some of his early stuff, um, and and that's where I'm gonna go with number three. With So Far Gone, So Far Gone for me, it was like, man, this this guy, like he just came on the scene. You know, I heard some of his mixtapes. He came and played in New Orleans a couple of times. He played like Jazz Fest and then Voodoo like back to back in less than six months. And, and a couple of mixtapes came out and so far gone was pretty much, you know, the album that was playing for those shows. And I was like, man, like this, this guy goes really hard, you know, like I really enjoyed that. And, and that's kind of where like the whole thank me later comes into, in, into it for five. But some of that album, it's like, man, he goes hard and then he started singing more. And I really didn't like that about Drake. Um, but for number four, I'm going to go with Scorpion. I, I really do like that album. I think Drake goes through a lot of things that he went through in life that instead of reading what the tabloids told you, he wanted to tell you himself. And he did that through the album. And I really appreciated that. And then uh, with five, I go with Take Me Later because there are so many good songs on that album. And I actually started to appreciate some of Drake's R&B album or R&B tracks after listening to that album for years, you know, at the very beginning, I hated every single slow song on that track on that album. But now, I mean, a lot of those I appreciate. No, I feel you, man. Interesting, interesting list. Everybody got an interesting list. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn got Thank Me Later at three. Charles got More Life at, at two, which shocked the shit out of me. Then, then, and, and then Shuby with that with the hot take of having Scorpion up in there, both Charles and Shuby. Well, look, I got I got nothing was the same as one. Take Care is not one for me. As, as great as Take Care is, Nothing Was the Same to Me still is the best Drake album. If you look at it from top to bottom, 
Take Care has songs that you skip in there. Make Me Proud. There's, a, there's some other songs in there that just that don't hit the mark. But what Take Care did for that time period, anybody listening to it in that time period, it was a moment. It's what made Drake Drake. And it's like, that. if you ask me what my favorite album is, it's Take Care. But if you ask me what the best one is, it's Nothing Was The Same. And Nothing Was The Same has a case to be my favorite album because it just, that album starting with Tuscan Leather, that, that sets the tone. Like, that, that shit that hit, song, bro. That song you almost have to listen song. to that whole album just like from start to finish. You have to. I love that. That's shit. one of the one, and that's the album that's like, okay, there's no skips in this. You can let that even yeah. the even the hold on, we're going home. Even if you're not feeling it, that song is still when you heard that song the first time, it's a smash. Made me proud. I don't I don't know about that song. And there's others on Take Care. Let me let me look at it because I don't I don't like, like talking shit on Take Care because that that album is a lot make to me. me proud. You know you love Nicki. This man bro, loves. No, he bro, acting like he bro, bro, to be bro. a Dooku Barbie. He out bro, here lying. Look, look, make me proud, Garb. Then you get the one with Birdman, yeah. the will be fine joint. That's not for me, fam. Birdman. What? Listen, Dude. listen, listen. Birdman, yo, look. Back in the day, and now I know you fronting right now, Lynn. Back in the day, when Birdman's name was, was on the, the track, album. you that knew that the, the album, song Brooklyn. was fire, bro. Because if Birdman's at the end of a song, that means the song is fire enough for him to just talk at the end of the bro, track. Keep your hand, you alive, keep your hand, bro. Robin. Keep your hand you rubbing yourself, bro. You want to rub your hand, bro, yo. No, bro. Keep your... No, nothing. Yo. The same. I, I'm, I, I am the only person that knew Lyndon when Take Care came out on this. And, and I know he was going through some shit. And, and Take Care was, like, his favorite album of all time. It like, was, man. He love loved that, that shit. So love for him album. not to put that one... He's lying to us all. No, but then nothing was the same came out. Exactly. But see, look, that's a fire. That's another fire one because for all of us, I think we all had it at two. Mm -mm, I got it at one. No, no, I'm saying though, like uh, Charles had more life at two. Crazy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have nothing the same at all. Oh damn! I didn't didn't like that album. I didn't like that album at all. Nothing was the same as my shit. So that's that's one. At two, I got to take care. At three. Even though this this album honestly had a case before the information got out to to maybe be one, it had a case. It had a case to maybe get to two. I don't know if it would ever push take care. Nothing was the same, but this album had a case before all the stuff came out. That's why it's at three for me. It's the ghost riding shenanigans. That album is if you're reading this is too late. That bro, I'm with you, bro. I'm in the I'm in the six, bro. What about my woes? That's what I'm telling you, bro. That's, that's my, my shit. shit. Look, you know me, bro. Yo, I gotta have that shit, shit bumping. Yo, that is my shit. That album, yo, Drake said, I'm a rap. Y'all want me to rap? I'm a rap. But then the all the, I don't even want to talk. We're not talking about the ghost. That, that's why it dropped on my list. That's honestly why it dropped on my list. Because for me, it's still the bangers. But if if it's you know whatever is whatever you know what I'm saying I'm not. If it was written by Quentin, if it was written by Quentin, I don't know. So I had to put that five, but I had to put it on the list. No, I feel you, but that's why it's not. That's why it's not hard for me. But I had to put it in three. I love that album. That album. That album has some great times with me. That that I love that album. I can't I can't hate on that album just because of that. But it it can't ever get higher than three because of that. But if the ghostwriting shit wasn't true and none of that shit, it had a case to get higher than three. But because of it, it's it's locked in at three. I don't unless something else comes better than it. I don't know if it'll get out. At four, this is where shit got tough because it's like, damn, did, did I like views that much? Do I put views in there? Do I put Scorpion in there? This is where I go. So far gone. So far gone comes in at four. 
like y'all said, it's the start. It, it, it's what introduces you to him. This is the one that that when I when I heard this, I was like, oh, this guy, this guy's the man. Like it was Wayne and him. I was like, oh shit. As a kid growing up in Louisiana, you hear Wayne and this guy says Wayne. He's Wayne's protege. You know you're gonna listen to everything this guy puts out. And yeah, that's, wheelchair that, Jimmy. That's how the, that's how the, and then plus I was watching Degrassi, like you be wheelchair Jimmy. I had to see what's up. I had to see if this is the real deal. What did Lil Wayne just go cosign? And and turns out it the fucking man. So so far gone's at four for me, and at five this is where shit got real dicey because it was like I'm not putting thank me later in at five. I'm sorry because of where you guys think y'all under y'all because of so far gone y'all were like okay. Thank me later. I don't know if it's going to be as good as that. Y'all had low expectations. For me, it was the reverse. I had high expectations going into thank me later. And yeah, I like the resistance. Yeah, I like fancy. That shut it down shit go hard. He got a couple more joints in there. That album was subpar to me. And I remember where I was listening that going to my first basketball camp at Uno, listening to the whole way there, whole way back. And it was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is the one. And then thank, Take Care comes out and everything's different. But if that's not at five... If Scorpion, I can't put it five just because of as much as I do like that album, I'm not trying to listen to the, the Kanye Pusha T shit all the time. I don't, I, I, I need, I need some. I don't give a fuck. I'm not listening to that all the time. And then More Life is interesting because it's like, I really did fuck with More Life like a lot, but did I not fuck with views? That's the question. And I, I got to put views at five because. I look back at views, even though I shitted on views like a couple months ago. I look back at views doing this. It's like, yo, views got some views got some hits, even though even though people were shitting on views. And you could tell he was angry writing views, like he said. But like, feel no ways. You with me. Western Road flows. Faithful. Uh, controller. Uh, fire and desire. Nah, get the fuck out of here, dog. That's five. Like, I'm sorry. That shit. Like, even though it was, it was. It, you could tell it wasn't him. He still gave us some 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 fire. That, that that's why I got it at five. But that, that's really our list. I don't have a problem with anybody's list. I think me neither. I, think, I mean, I like the five you have, so I, I I'm not mad. The only interesting one is Charles got more life at two, and then you you would thank me later at three. That's the only things I'm like, bro. Oh, I'm Jamaican. Fuck. You know that that shit hit different than y'all three. You know what I'm saying? This shit hit yeah, different for me. I, 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 me. The only the only reason I have more life at two. It's because, like, on my workout playlist right now, I've got four songs from More Life, and I've okay. listened to the songs every single time I work out, so I had to put it hot. But no, I will say, I will say this about So Far Gone, being from Louisiana as well. Man, when that album came out, London, and I don't know how you felt about this, and this may be crossing the line, but seeing the huge influence from Wayne on that album, and, and yes, I did listen to Comeback Season as well, so... Whenever So Far Gone came out, it was like, man, I really, you know, Carter 3 just came out. It's like, oh, man, like, oh, hi on Little Wayne. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, shit, like, this guy may actually sound better than Wayne right now. Oh, blasphemy! Look at him! <laughs> Look at him! I see, see, it's funny you say that, because, like, I remember the time, I remember right when it switched for me, where it was like, all right. Wayne's not putting out that shit no more. And now it's Drizzy's time. When Wayne went to jail, that's mm. when it changed. That's when it changed. Like, the uh, after no ceilings, right when he went to, like, it was, it was, oh, man, it was the one, it, it wasn't the rock shit. It was after the rock shit. It's the if, if oh, the, I'm not a human being shit. Oh, that he went was to jail like the, that rock, the rock shit Ugh. just so much for me for little Wayne. No, it did. It did, it, it did, did, it really, it did for a lot of people, but that, 
But that's the downfall. That like I think it, even though people fuck with I'm not a human being, and I don't think that's a bad album. We should rank Wayne's albums probably for the 150. But nah, like I think that's a, that's an interesting conversation to have. We I'm, we're gonna save that for the 150 because I like that, and I, I need to do more research on that because there was I, I definitely think it was when Wayne went to jail. That's when it was like all right, the torch has been passed because Drake had to carry the ship. It was him and Nicki. So yeah. I, it's you not, know it's you not love as, you having the Duku Barbie. You be bro, fronting, bro. Bro, you I, be I like it. Look, bro. look, the Monsterverse, <laughs> tough, tough. Yo, oh, yo, 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 yo. You know Rick and Kanye wrote that. Stop that, bro. Come on. She did not write that, bro. Chill bro. out, bro. Come on. Ricky wrote that, bro. Chill out, man. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna let you do that. Stop that, bro. But you still love a Juku Barbie. Bro, I'm not gonna let you do that, bro. That's fucked up, dog. I'm not gonna let you do that. Kanye, you know Kanye don't even write for himself. He ain't write. He ain't write Nicki shit. Get out. That's why I changed it to Ricky. Ricky wrote that. Nah, Ross ain't write that, bro. Ross ain't. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. But you still. I'm a Juku Barbie, so it's all good. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to even let you Shout out to Queens. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? This shit. Look, so the next one, we got another great, great, great ranking of Drake's album. We will rank Wayne's album for the 150. I like that. Rank That'll be. We could, we could rank Kanye's albums right now. I think everyone has number one the same. Oh, it look at you. Yeah. It's I, don't, I don't know. My, my Kanye takes are probably really trash, I guess, before we started. We're bring those for, for, the, for the milestones. I like doing ranking albums for the milestones. You gotta save content. But speaking of ranking, shout out to my guy Shuby. I'm, I'm gonna bring it to him first with this one. Shuby, man, be in the movie pod. I wanted to, I wanted to bring a ranking for you in this week. So we, um, it, since it's the hundredth, I don't, I don't know what this has to do anything with with being a hundred because it's ten years. But whatever. We wanted to do the, the <laughs> top five movies of the decade. The, the, of the 2010s. Well, the decade's uh, about to close. You feel me? The next milestone we hit is gonna be after exactly this. So, the decade closes, so it does make sense. Makes a uh, little sense. You see what I'm saying? I, I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'm gonna but, go ahead and say I'm not gonna trash anyone's list here because like we know this you, was man. hard. Because that's is very a hard. lot of movies. Yeah, ten years is like, a long time. And I was looking back on where it spanned, and like this is like you know the first Avengers movie, like back that, that far, like you know. I mean, this is a lot of movies, so uh, I kind of had to piece it out by, you know, where I stand with fandoms and stuff like that, and movies that just really hit me throughout the decade. So, but let's say five, this: we, but we started at 2010 to now. Yes. Yeah, 2010 yeah, to now. Yeah. yeah. Anybody okay, put 2009? Delete. Yeah. Some. Dark Knight <laughs> is not included in that. Like, I just want to make no, sure Dark Knight. The is not Dark Knight Rises is, is is in play. Bro, that movie's gone. Let me not reveal it on my list. That movie's, yeah, that movie's trash. Like, like, nah, bro. Get that movie out of here. But what you got? Start us off at five. All right, so number five, I knew I had to put something Star Wars on here. And I don't think it's safe to put a trilogy movie in here without knowing the end of the trilogy. So I had to put Rogue One in at number five. Because I think okay, Rogue I One that. was a really great representation of how Star Wars could be beyond the saga. And I think it's going to be really seen when it comes to the TV shows. But anyway, uh, we're at yo, number four. Stake, yeah, number four is Whiplash, which I don't know if you guys, any of you guys have seen that movie. It's a really great movie. It's just something that I remember watching and then like turning off at the end and being like, wow, that really hit me hard. And then seeing it get all the critically acclaimed stuff that it did and winning and having um one of the actors, I think it was Simmons, win an Oscar. I think it was just a really great representation of the decade. 
Uh, number three, I had to put something in the MCU, and my favorite MCU movie is Infinity War. So Infinity War number three. And, and number two, um, I'm going to stay with the superheroes and say that my favorite superhero movie of the decade has been Wonder Woman. Ooh, so Wonder Woman number okay. two. I see you out here. And number one, the movie that I can always watch at any time, whether I see it on TV, whether I pick it up on my DVD, it's one of my most watched DVDs, Django Unchained. Ooh,、oh, I like that. I like your number one. That's hot. All right, I respect that. One hundred. Good takes, Juvie. I fuck with it. All right, uh, Brooklyn, what you got, bro? All right, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five, and I'
before I get to number one, I have an honorable mention in that social network just because I would have oh, not known yeah. about the whole thing if it wasn't for that movie. But number one is Inception because I still don't know what nice. happened in that movie. So nice. I like, I, thought, I, like I, thought, I thought 10 years were, were good. You know? No, this decade was fire. Let me say this. Hacksaw yes. Ridge is definitely honorable mention of me. That Mel Gibson movie is great. Like, that movie is phenomenal. Like, Andrew Garfield kills it in that movie. So, great, great call for that, Charles. At number five for me, this is where I put my Marvel movie. If I'm going to show some love to superheroes. If I'm going to show love to Marvel for what Marvel did after being a DC fan and, and, and seeing what they did. Man, 10 years, like... 22 movies, incredible, incredible run. But I'm not putting the first Avengers because if you ask me, that might be one of the weaker Avenger movies. I'm going Infinity War. Yeah. Infinity War's at five for me. I'm with you, Shuby, man. Fuck Endgame. I'm, 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 I'm Infinity War out now, bro. I fuck with it because I was hating on it before because it was ending. But, like, nah, that movie, if I'm, if I'm going to look at that movie in a vacuum, that was, that was one of their most ambitious movies to date. So shout out to them. That's at number five. For me at number four, this is an interesting take. This goes to my favorite actress, probably of the decade. I want to shout her out for this. This role was incredible. If is this her best role? I, I don't know. Is this is this the the movie where people be like, damn, she's the best actress on the planet? Maybe because this was the one for me. I'm going with Arrival at number four, the Denis, the Denis Villeneuve directed movie with her and uh, Hawkeye in that movie. Great, great yeah. movie. I really loved Arrival. At number uh, three, this is where shit got dicey. This is where it gets interesting. Do I put another superhero film? I wasn't going to put Wonder Woman as much as I loved it. Couldn't couldn't crack the top. Then it's like, mm, do, where am I going from here? What, 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 what pops up? At number three, this is where I take Charles' honorable mention, Social Network, because that's where we got introduced to Jesse Eisenberg. That movie was great. I love the Aaron Sorkin written script. Love that movie. At number two, shit gets even more dicier because it's like, ooh, where do you go from here? But my number two is everybody's number two. Well, Brooklyn and Charles' number two, Wolf of Wall Street. What Leo Leo did, what Jonah Hill did, phenomenal acting to me. That was was the movie where I was like, yo, Leo, if Leo don't win, they robbing him. And they robbed him. They robbed him. That was was, was (laughs) great. That was a tough year for movies, though. They robbed him, fam. They that was a tough him. year for movies, bro. You that notice, was you tough, notice none of us put the revenant year, in here. You notice? Yeah, hey, look, 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 look. Not that great. Because I didn't think that was the movie that was gonna win him one. I was. I'm not trying to watch my boy Leo get pissed on by a bear. I'm sorry. That bro. was wild. So I was like, that's that the one y'all picked. Yo, but that shit was crazy though. Like him getting gnawed by that bear with Tom Hardy. That shit was wild. That's an honorable mention for me, even though I'm hating on it. But yeah, number two, Wolf of Wall Street. That movie. What that movie did for me at the time. It was just. It was one of the one of the best movies that I've seen in this decade. And it's like, well, damn, if Wolf of Wall Street's number one, number two, what do you put at number one? And it's like, I couldn't go Django. Drive's an honorable mention for me. Drive could not get to number one. That's just like some indie flick, but shout out to Ryan Gosling because that shit was incredible. What I really love in film is, is crime. It's, it, it, it's, it's solving mysteries. It's, it's murder. It's that type of stuff. So for me, the best movie of the... Uh, the best movie of the decade. This is kind of cheap because it's my favorite movie, but I'm going Gone Girl, Ben Affleck, number one. Okay. That was my shit. Like the when when the twist happened in that shit, I was like, Yo, Ben, what is going on, <laughs> Gone Girl? Like, yo, that was my stuff. Like, I love crime movies. That's why Prisoners, honorable mention for me for the decade. Very, very good honorable mention. Prisoners, but this is a great movie. Yeah, Prisoners is a. 
Great movie. Shout out to Hugh Jackman and, and Jake I was thinking you might have like Nightcrawler in there or something. Nightcrawler is another honorable mention for me, Shuby. I didn't know if I could put it at one because like I, I it, it came down to Prisoners, Nightcrawler, and, and Gone Girl for me. So like my number and, one spot. And I thought I had you to were teasing that you were going to put Logan in there as your super. Ooh, star. Logan's an honorable mention for me too. I, and like I wanted see, Logan was the, the one that was pushing for two, but I couldn't not put Leo at two. Leo... Leo wasn't going to get one, but Leo right. had to get two. So, and my number one is kind of my favorite. I was a little bit biased. So it was like, I'm not putting Logan in two because Leo has to go there. Logan's another honorable mention. Logan could have possibly, could have easily made the top five on any other day. But yeah, no, man, Gone Girl number one. Ben Affleck, that, that movie shaped for me why I wanted him to be Batman. And I, and I freaking loved it. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. But I need to revisit the social network because you guys are really liking it. Yeah, I had no, to rewatch it too. I was thinking the nah. same thing, bro. I thought I thought I was gonna come with the hot take of the, the social network, and when Charles said it, I was like, "Fuck, that movie's great! I love that I movie." I, I, I surprised Lyndon a little bit. No, you, that movie, I love that, that movie. That movie was amazing. Like Je- first time we see Je- Jesse Eisenberg, the first time I see uh, uh, Andrew Garfield, the first time we see Army Hammer, Schubert, like crazy, like all those dudes in that movie. And certain written script, it was it was phenomenal. But with that being said, let's get into our second interview of this week. We got a new music spotlight. Our guy, Christopher, just dropped his new album, Rotary Point. Let's get into hearing everything about that. Let's get into the interview with Christopher. So, ladies and gentlemen, today, look, it's the 100th episode. Special guest this week. I had to... Everybody was like, oh, Lynn, who you getting? And look, I'm gonna be honest, we didn't get nobody, but like, that's not the point because I had to bring it home. I had to bring it back to the roots this one feels right because honestly my original 100th plan was something even crazier my original 100th plan was to get the whole group up in here for people who remember when i used to rap but my, that didn't happen because niggas still making music niggas out here but my guy just put out an amazing project called rotary point had to bring it back to the family it's only right for the 100th this feels natural this feels the, the right move. And without further ado, let me bring on my guy, Christopher. Chris, how you doing, brother? What? What's up, bro? Cool. And it's, and it's it's nice because it's been a while since I've seen you. So this yeah, is man. this is authentic. Yeah, like 100% man. for the people out there that's listening. Last time we had you, it was, you were teasing this project. This was, you were getting gearing up for this project. It took a little longer. But do you feel like you accomplished what you wanted getting this project out? Definitely, uh, 100%. Like, I felt like, uh, it was, like, target, uh, target vision, like, you know, aim, lock, shoot, and I feel like it was, like, like it connected up. How long do you you think this one took you in terms of recording? Uh, everything's from this year, so it's, uh, from, I started in January, and, uh, I finished, uh, I think I recorded the last song that went on this one in, like, uh, Sometime in April. Word, 100%. And I think that this one, compared to your last one, it sounds different, but we're seeing you grow. The bars are getting better. The stories are getting conciser. Fuck yeah. it, it's, it's more relatable than the last, because the last stuff, it was talking about your relationships. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's talking about relationships, but you're diving into life. You're diving into what you're doing, and you're getting more of painting who you are as an artist on this one. Hell I yeah. feel. Appreciate that. Ain't no thing. Let's jump into the first one. 
and and also, what made you name it Rotary Point? Why and all these these different titles? The titles, the titles are crazy. If anybody knows about them. like if anybody sees the songs, they know. For if you got remember when Razors were phones, we got Catholic priests have done worse, which is fucking true. The <laughs> other half of Aubrey Graham Zam, we got these, these titles. Talk talk a little bit. What what made you name each of these songs? What in these intricate ways? Uh, I just wanted to spend a lot of time. Uh on the the names of the tracks uh for uh they're the titles for the tracks just because like i know that for me like as a fan that's one thing that like i i like really intricate titles and stuff so it's like i wanted to provide that experience to people and for the title of the project it rotary point that's just it's a place i've been chilling like the last like couple months uh spending a lot of time so it's just you know trying to make it as authentic as possible 100 percent. and speaking of rotary point is it is it sad that it's shut down right now yeah man some bullshit <laughs> i can't even go right now it's been like that for a while too yeah it's been like, locked down that's 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 crazy so you was there getting all the information then it shut down it's like yeah i just i spent a lot of time over there i spent a lot of time over there and just like like, all right, like you know, like I, I went from having uh my apartment to uh, going to stay with my grandpa. So it's just like I at first I uh I you know I needed somewhere to smoke. So yeah. it's just like I go over there, chill, smoke over there, right over there. Uh, you know, just just vibe, vibe, have yeah, have a good no, time. No, one hundred percent. Let's jump into the first track. Remember when Razors was phones? Talk just a little bit about the creation of this one. I thought this was a great intro track and set the tone for the rest of the project. Yeah, uh, let's see. For that one, uh, I just got the beat, and I think I got, like, the melody for the hook first. And I was just walking around my room, and, like, you know, it stuck, and I was like, oh, shit. I, I, got, I got to make sure I throw, go throw something on this one. And th what, it's something, too, uh, what I did with this project that uh, I normally don't do is I go back I went back and I like reworked the songs also. So this is one I think they might have had like two. This was like the second or third draft of the song. So it's like, you know, like I went like rewrite the second verse, like I think maybe one or two times. Do you think that revision, because it's interesting you say that now knowing that here in this project, the conciseness of it, not saying that the other one, like, cause you know how I feel about all your music, mm. but just looking at it from like a technical standpoint, do you feel that that revision helped? Because we've always had conversations off air about how Ye would talk about how he would work a song for a damn near whole year. Yeah. Do you feel that you actually going back and reworking this stuff helped? Definitely. Cause it's like, even just like, like I started the recording in January and it was like, I knew I wanted 10 slots on the tape. So it was like, I didn't rush it either. I just waited until I, and like, I knew kind of like, like I knew I wanted the intro to sound something like that. So it's like, I also have a bunch of songs that are like in that vibe that just didn't hit like the mark. Yeah. So it was like, I waited till, you know, I felt like each mark was hit on them 10. And I just like, I think I ended up with like maybe like 30 or 40 songs that I recorded in total for like the sessions for it but it was just like I didn't rush it I just you know took your time and waited till you could whittle it down yeah 100% so A and Kinky those are the songs that you got released before out of those two which one's your favorite 
Uh, definitely kinky, probably. Yeah, mine too. Definitely mine kinky. Too. People like A a good bit, though. I've been seeing a lot of good feedback on A, and not to say that like I'm surprised, but it's just like it's always that shit, though. People always fuck with the with, the with, ones you don't expect. Yeah, it's weird how that go. Why Why the name Catholic priests have done worse? Because I'm I'm talking about some shit on that song and at first I wanted to it to be uh get on my dick uh but then I felt like that was just like generic or whatever see look them people calling they 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 they, <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they hear they hear us through the waves and this shit they That's try to, they try to get us but nah but, man that and it's even wilder if you know what's going on in Lafayette just about all the the, the yeah man it's stuff. like them it's like people accept them motherfuckers uh in the public with open arms and it's not to say you know not every person every catholic priest done that shit uh to no little kid but it's just like with that perception you know it's just like don't judge me off my perception of the shit that i'm throwing out in here yeah no for for real because it's like they just they people especially with religion blank eyes they act like they don't see yeah they just act like nothing nothing going on and they just keep it pushing yeah, so it was basically like a, a a more clever way to say "get off my dick, don't judge me." That is, yo, that's that's, that's fire. Right. I fuck with that. Hell yeah, no, that's ill. Okay, other half of Aubrey Graham's and this is one of my favorite ones. That one was tight to name because it was just like I, you know, it, it shows like my, you know, I'm a fan of Drake and shit. So it's like I get to throw that in there. I felt like it was a real like. Harry Potter esque way of like naming some shit, and it's just like that track. I felt like you know it was like a Travis Scott Drake type vibe. So it was just like taking you know also just showing that yeah yeah. Um, speaking of inspirations, did you have any specific ones for this tape? Just talk about what you were feeling, I guess, when you were creating, or if you had inspirations. Uh huh. I don't know. I like. I've been. I listened to a lot of. Uh, Little baby and Gunna, uh, let's see, Comethazine. I was bumping that nigga shit. Uh, I don't know. That might be our future, of course. Thug. Uh, and it's interesting you say that because you're a very lyrical rapper. Yeah. And it's like that. I, that I was trying to get away from that sense because even like I thought the last year I thought a two five eight zero was you know more on a mark of you know that that vibe and that shit like that like and just uh you know spitting still too but people were still saying like it was a real experimental project they're like you know it's still like uh you know very like i don't know and i was just like dang it's still so much to the left so it was like I, this is also an attempt to like you know trying to get more to the right yeah, you know, trying to show in, the other side in that lane and shit. Yeah. That's that, and it, it worked. It really did because you still. It's not like you wasn't spitting and saying that. Yeah, I'm always spitting. Exactly. Spin. So it's always about the bars, and you kept the story going even with that vibe while going to the right. And I think it was a good choice because you can see that you're a very versatile artist. Hell yeah, appreciate 100%. that. One hundred percent. Fuck little pump. This one stuck out to me because the yeah, bars in this pump. one was heavy, heavy, heavy bars. Why you named it this one in in relation to what you was talking about? Uh, cause it's fuck Lil Pump. That's a, that's that's a, uh, that's that. <laughs> and uh, the song though, the matter of that is showing the uh, cause it's like you know I talk about 
a lot of shit in the music, you know, what I talk about, uh, RX and, you know, pharmaceutical shits and shit like that. So it's like, I also have to show the opposite side of the good times, like, you know, so with this shit. So it's just like, I gotta, I, I can't just... You know, if I'm painting a picture, even because it's not promotional. I hate that shit. Like, even, like, recently somebody was talking to me, and they was like, yeah, I was talking to somebody about your music, and uh, they said, yeah, but he just rapped about drugs a whole bunch. And I was like, god dang, nigga. Like, that's, uh, like, that. that's, I wish I get, like, that's the lane, I guess it is, but it's just, like, that's not, like, necessarily oh, intentional. Yeah. You, like, you know, I feel like I talk about a lot of shit, but it's, like, I guess that's what that that's what the attention goes to. So it's just like, if you I, I'm that, I try I'm trying yeah. If I'm gonna do that, I gotta cover all aspects of it. I don't want to just you know highlight the like like a kinky song. I can't make a you know for every kinky song, I gotta make a fuck little pump song. And I, I think know. that's very good. That in if you are gonna do that, if you are gonna do it, you have a responsibility to show the the bad side to it. Yeah, because it's like it's not all. All rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And man, I think that's that's I think why I really like that song because it, it it really does paint the picture of the other side. It shows you, all right, I'm if I'm a if I'm a talk about me having fun with the shit, I'm also tell you about the times where I'm not having fun. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's very important. One hundred percent. Now, what does Acid Rap Two sound like? I thought yeah. that was a very interesting title due to everything with Chance going on and how. How? Yeah, man, well, we want we want that acid rap too. Like, and just think about, it. like, think of think about if that nigga was still off the shits, like, never again, never th- again. Think think about how that nigga music would be coming out. So it's just like I I be thinking like nigga, I'm still off the shits. So it's like I feel like I'm on that uh, caliber of talent and shit. So it's just like maybe that's what that shit would sound like. Let me talk know. about shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now my favorite song, "Don't Ask for My Netflix Password." Yeah, this one's a vibe. It's it's melodic. It also tells. A story about you and your relationships and painting that uh-huh. picture. Talk to me about this one. What was the creation like for this one? Two. Well, that that's I ain't write that one. That was uh, oh, I that was, was freezing. That you- was pissed uh, pissed off. Uh, you know, emotional and all that shit. Like I, that one was for sure. I can I can like visualize that one. I was, I was up in the crib in the room, and it was just like you know pacing back and forth, and like I got that. Uh, I didn't go. I forget like that part in my head, and I was just like, oh no, like that that shit vibing, and it was just like I, I made sure I, you know I kept the melody in my head, went back to the back to record the shit, and it was just like I two barred it the whole way, just like yeah. Is that one of the only ones that 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 was done like that? Uh, I think maneuver was two barred maybe. Uh. Kade just text me whenever was uh freestyle top to bottom uh acid rap was two barred I think but I might have wrote the second verse and I went back I reworked acid rap I reworked K uh after the freestyle like I just uh worked on the recording yeah, Catholic priests was I think the rest were written also. One hundred percent, and it's interesting because the one the don't ask my Netflix password. The fact that that was straight emotion off the you could hear it, you could yeah. hear it in the song. Hell yeah! Like even yeah, because even when I listen, I'm like, damn man, I said 
that shit. The <laughs> 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 fuck, I, I was feeling some type of way. <laughs> yeah, no big thing, but I, and I think that that makes I think that's why that song was the one because each every time I listen to a project, the way I do it is I listen to it through f- twice always, and then mm-hmm. I go pick my the ones that stick out, and I'm like, all right, let's dive into specific songs to figure out. And when this is my after my second listen through when I was going through your project of diving through which ones, this is definitely one of the ones that I came back to a bunch of times. Fuck yeah. You can hear the emotion and you and you hear what you're saying. It's like that shit that shit is the one. And I always like tell people like I said at the show and like I even when I play for people, I'm like, think about some ex you got that you did that that just don't sit right with you. Cause it's like it is shit we all be feeling. Like it it, it it's you know emotions that even if they don't get said it's like i know niggas niggas, niggas listen and be like dang nigga that's what i'm saying did you see that's nigga i have no problems talking about that shit it's just yeah. like niggas niggas just the ones in the in their house like yeah i'm jamming but don't want to even talk about nah nigga yeah. we can talk like there's this stereo like this this facade of masculinity that needs to break like mm, exactly. we can still be masculine and just talk see nigga that bitch hurt me. Yeah, like, like big facts. Yeah, man. Nothing That's wrong with that. So one hundred percent that vibes. So K text me whenever freestyle. Yeah. Same type of deal. Emotions, raw emotions. Yeah, that was like like I did like the the Kanye and Michael Jackson where it's like you do the take and it's like you know you don't really focus on the words you saying and shit. You just like you know let the let the the flow go and i figured that out and i think even afterwards i only had to like punch in like two like lines or whatever but uh yeah that that was straight emotion you know trying to get that my little singing shit off trying to just throw it out there for you you know just always gotta throw one out there just to show yeah man because i feel like a i feel like your last one had one like this Mm -hmm. uh which one was it it was uh Whatever, like, track uh, two is, I think. Uh, it's one of those, because you definitely, you always get into your singing bag. Yeah. I, 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 dang, that shame. My memory bad as shit. But, yeah, whatever track two is on there, I think uh, that's the, it's the No Ayahuasca DMT was enough, yeah. Yeah, that, that no, nope, always getting into that vibe. Talk about closing it with Maneuver. This is also the other one that I pulled out and was just like, Bars. Yeah, that one was just uh I don't really remember the the recording process for that one, but it was just, you know, focusing on, you know, the melody, the hook, and then like just barring out for the verses, like and I'd actually thrown that on SoundCloud like for uh a little bit after I put Kinky out, like I let it get like fifty plays or whatever, then I just privated it. Yeah. But uh that one been done for a while. Yeah, that, that that was one of the first ones that like kind of I guess set also like the direction of where I wanted to go with it and stuff. That's interesting that the outro. When did yeah. you record the intro then? The intro was closer to the end of it. Like the intro might have been like one of the last six songs that like got recorded real had the end goal had the finish line vision and it was just setting everything up to get to that end. and like in the like it also like i feel like maneuvers it's a good like like cliffhanger kind of like it it it, it's a good closer for this one but it's also like a all right but like transition into the next shit yeah because it's like it's still coming like this is 
I, I, I got projects coming this year. Ooh, so that was my next question. What, yeah. what is next? Yeah, uh, more projects. Uh, I've been working a lot with uh, Lee Harold Oswald. Uh, me and that nigga been in the studio like a good bit. Uh, been in the studio with uh, Nick Grant a whole bunch. Been in the studio with uh, Jason Luckett, Lucky a whole bunch. Uh, you know, still still been in my studio a whole bunch. Real. Just videos coming for this? Uh, eventually, yeah, eventually. Uh, you know, I'm focused on the music uh, aspect of all this shit, but because uh, I'm, you know, I. I I took like a it was like and that might not be long but it was like you know two three month break where it was just like I hit some shit where it's like I didn't record nothing I just wasn't feeling it I couldn't write no shit like and like that felt like forever to me so it's like even just to be in that space to where it's like I feel inspired and like because it's like I can't force myself like if I don't feel that shit I can't just go like make force, up yeah. no vibe or no shit like that so it's like I'm, I still feel like I, I, I'm bit by the bug kind of So it's just like I gotta, While it's there let's get it out Yeah So, But it's like for sure eventually like Visuals and videos And like you know all that shit Also the book The book fuck yeah uh, What's it called They got the first two chapters I put up on uh, The Twitter for it It's uh, at rotary point with a, Or at rotary underscore point on twitter and it's i got the first two chapters it's a uh, total of a 10 chapter book and it's just like as i get engagement on the account i'll you know throw out more chapter by on. chapter definitely go check that out first chapter is dope that's the one i was on get definitely gonna get to the second one but you guys be sure to check that out follow rotary point get to the book so we can get more of the chapters out Bro, what you thought about Dr- Drizzy Chris Brown? We had to bro, that shit so hard, bro. That's what I was saying last so week on the hard. pod. That shit was for for drinking Chris Brown fans. Maybe not for the average listeners. That's what we've been waiting for. Yeah, bro. Like, bro, I don't know what them niggas did, but like, that shit was so good, man. I I was like, if I like you said, if I had a, a bar of expectation, like it definitely hit above bar. Yeah, because like, like usually when artists collab like that. And with those high expectations, when you want to see two of your favorite It's artists. usually like, oh, this tight, but that's not really what I was expecting. Big like, facts. Or it's like, ooh, this is mad. Yeah. Like, even though I like What a Time to Be Alive, it was... It right. was even though that's that's grown, that's aged like some fine it aged wine, well, It did age well, but it's like, at the time, it was like, mm, yeah, okay, this is facts, this tight, facts. whatever. Yeah. So, but now it's like, all right, I appreciate Dang, it. Dang, imagine how no guidance going to age, nigga. That's what I'm saying. I hope they don't overplay it with the radio, though. Oh, that's, that's definitely going to happen thing. for the summer. I hope it don't, that them niggas don't kill it for me. I'm a nigga. I'm a, ooh, I hope them niggas don't kill it Cause for Because it's me. already high up on the charts now. It is, it is already, like, I think at nine. Because I, I, like, I'll be thinking about that, like, uh, with In My Feelings. Like, when Scorpion first dropped, In My Feelings was, like, one of them cuts. Like, one of the album cuts. And it's, like, how quickly it got to, like, nigga, this is the radio bop. It like, don't matter what he dropped is whatever the pe- like that's what he said he don't he's not trying to make radio race it's whatever they pick I don't make nothing for the radio <laughs> but they still play it though big facts no 100% so anything else anything else popping off just besides the anything else in your life that's popping off that, that people should be on the lookout for just this music man it's mixtape clizzy season just you know mo music uh 
getting that Wayne bag, that classic. Yeah, man, mo music, mo music, mo music. Uh, it, the the shit is when we do it, don't stop. Uh, WWDIDS. Uh, you know, always uh repping that Devoid CCX. Uh, the project uh Vo uh mastered all the shit for it and mixed all the shit for it. So it's like. Yeah, we got most shit coming uh, with that shit. You know, I might do some merch too. I've been thinking about that. Uh, maybe some merch. For road, got a good boat. Got a good boating theme. You could do. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do with the vest and the the hat and all that shit. Road, don't tell them too point. much. Don't don't because the guy niggas out here that be listening that just be jacking ideas. Don't yeah, too much. man. Hey, look, man. Look, no free swag. <laughs> no free swag. Out here. One hundred percent. Tell the people where they can follow you at on social media. At WWDIDS on all social media platforms. And where can they get the project? You can go uh, onto the Devoid Records SoundCloud. Uh, it's up on there. It's also, you know, I reposted this shit, so it's on top of my shit, too. Actually, I need to throw this in there. Uh, shout out Michael in a bed. Uh, the little QR code that they got on the top right of the cover if you take your camera screen and you go to Square and then you go take a picture of that, it'll bring you to the mixtape. Oh, that's fire! I didn't even know so, that. Yeah, that's that that that's that uh new drip, new new uh swag shit. You you just you know go take a picture of the QR code on the mixtape cover, and it will you bring you. Bring you that's ill. It'll, yeah, it'll uh bring you to the tape. Hell yeah, I'm, nigga, I'm gonna do that when we get off this piece. I gotta yeah, see that shit. That shit fire. One hundred percent. Y'all make sure y'all go check out Rotary Rotary Point. Like we said, like you said, go to the Void SoundCloud. Go follow Christopher on all social medias because more music is coming. I'm excited, man. Can't wait for the next what? time we get you up in here. Yeah, bro, me too, man. Appreciate One, you for having me. Thank you. Know, you, man. you already know how I be. One hundred episode, my nigga is up in here grinding, trying. doing his thing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Trying, we just we just out here trying to work, but. Again, you guys go follow him. Let's get back to the rest of the pod. What? All right, look, ladies and gentlemen, great interview. Shout out to my guy, Christopher. Be sure to check out his, his album, Rotary Point. So far, 100th, we gave you our top five Drizzy albums. We gave you our top five movies of the decade. We had some sports ones. We're going to, because we we're running low on time, I want to get to our questions from the fans. But real quick, Shuby, give us one of your top moments from this sports decade. Oh, well, my number one was because I was there and because it's a crazy story was uh, Alabama's national championship win when Tua came in the second half and won on the OT. Great moment. Great, great great moment. Great moment. Uh, Brooklyn, number one for you. You're going to hate me for this one, but LeBron bringing a chip back to the land, baby. Oh, gosh. That's that was it. my number two. I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah, me too, Charles. It's okay. God, I feel you, Brooklyn. The fucking land. Look at B. I, I see you out there, Brooklyn, with the giving the the props to Bron, giving it to the land. I see you out there. Whatevs. Threw up in my mouth a little bit. But uh, Charles, what you got for your number one sports moment of the decade? Well, I'm giving two because I want to. But short one, real quick. Ray Allen's tying three in the finals. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Where would Miami be if they didn't have that? But number one, this is an obvious. Saints winning the Super Bowl may have been one of the best nights of my life. Still is. Does uh, that count? That was crazy. It's 2010. Yeah, yeah it was the 2010 Super Bowl. Yep, so it counts. But it, it was probably uh, – I will never forget that night because I was a block off of Bourbon Street 
when the interception happened, my uncle gave me a $300 bottle of champagne, gave me two more on open with a bottle opener and said, be back by one, have the night of your life. And I never had more fun in my life than I did that night. And I, I was 15. <laughs> I threw that out too. So that was an awesome like night. I was 15. I'm, am I number one? Same with you, Charles. I'm going the night Saints won the Super Bowl. Great, great moment for just Louisiana. I, I was at a Super Bowl party with my family. I think I won the low-key. Shouldn't be saying this, but whatever. I don't give a fuck. We were doing like the little pool, the little pool betting or whatever, with the squares or whatever. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, I just had hit it big on the Saints. So like I was hyped. Just won like 500 bucks. Let's go. Crazy. No one mentioned the Cubs breaking. The oh, yeah. First. You no, know I mean? my, well, I, I had a Cardinals one on my list. So The Cubs was like number four for me. Like, if, if we're being honest. Not even. So, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I have, like, the only reason why I put it there is because I was like, oh, this is historic. But, like, I've, I've, I had a lot more basketball wins on I had Falcons but, losing the Super Bowl. I did, too. Oh, look at y'all. <laughs> y'all, look at y'all. Y'all, that's funny. I, that's why y'all my guys. But let's get to the questions that the people sent in to, in this podcast. What better way to end it, the 100, than with answering questions from you guys? So, and boy, am I excited to be be answering questions again. So first one from stress the fuck out. So let, let's hope we can help, help you out. Stress the fuck out. My boyfriend and I have been together for a little over four years and have been living together for three. Last night, my boyfriend went out drinking, came home around bar clothes, came to bed around 3.30 a.m. He got up, walked over to my dresser. My dresser is currently broken. So the top drawer is missing and the middle is half. Uh, the middle drawer is exposed. He starts peeing in the middle drawer. I yell for him to stop. He stops and is clearly half awake and confused. He says he thought he was in an alley. Calls me another woman's name. The woman's name is a former co-worker of his. She used to give him rides every day when they worked together. From what he's told me, he doesn't have contact with anymore, but she still hangs around some of his friends. She's been physically intimate with several of them. It makes me uncomfortable because he supposedly doesn't speak to her anymore, so why would he say her name? My question is, am I overreacting and being insecure? How do I discuss the issue with him? I haven't said anything out loud, so I don't really know what I should do. How do I prevent him from peeing on my clothes again? Please help. Stress the fuck out. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, oh, man. I'll tell you how not to stress the fuck out. Yo, can I, can I tell you, like, my crazy far-out theory for this? Go ahead. Do you think? So they were co-workers or whatever, and he says that, like, something about... She said that something about... He, he thought he was in an alley or something? Yeah. I think, like, some, like he may have got, like, you know... Something may have happened in that alley, you know? <laughs> I don't know what it may have been. But, like... I don't know if, like, it was necessarily him cheating on her or necessarily, like, them getting, like, you know, beat up or abducted by aliens or some shit happened in that alley. That's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Yo, oh. that... Shoot me with straight conspiracy with oh. it. Yo, I, maybe, like, look, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I've, I have never, ever, 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 as long as I've been in relationships, have been drunk and called the girl that I was with another name. Never. I've never done that. Ever, ever, ever. And my thing is with that, I don't know, stress the fuck out. Might need to inspect a little bit. That don't sound too hot. That sounds pretty bad. That doesn't sound too good for you. I'm just saying maybe not break up with him, you know, and, and for peeing in your clothes. Like, how old is this guy? 
Like, he shouldn't be peeing in your clothes if he's drunk. Like, go to the bathroom, homie. But, look, I don't know. Just just do some inspection. See what's up. See. see maybe do some, some IG stalking, some, some, some Twitter stalking, some Facebook stalking. Get to the bottom of the situation. Call the FBI. It, it ain't nothing to cut that bitch off, and you need to do that. Because, one, he's calling you some other bitch's name. Facts. Two, if he hasn't fucked this chick, he's thought about it, and he's been thinking about it. And when he's drunk... He's thinking about her, not you, and that's all you need to know. So something I'm saying in that alley, sweetheart, <laughs> sweetheart. I don't know what happened in that alley, but one of the dudes peeing in a in a freaking drawer. So there's something wrong with him there. But two, I think you need to uh, you need to take just a little confidence pill, break it off, and uh, and move on. And if he's the right dude, he'll come back around. If nothing happened, you'll find it out down the road, and he'll still be there. But for right now. I think that's more than enough to end things. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of, that's why I'm kind of, I'm just saying, do some inspect. I'm not going to tell you end it off right away. Do your inspections, do what you got to do, but that don't sound too hot for me. Cause like if I have my lady saying some other dude's name, oh, I'd be hot. I'd, I'd be hot. I'd be hot. I wouldn't just be inspecting. I'd, uh, it'd be, it'd be some hell in that house that night. I'd be hot. And then you just pissed in my drawer. Oh no, you got good. You got good uh, patience with this guy, lady. So stress the fuck out. I'm with Charles. Why don't you get unstressed out and just end this off? Yeah, Charles, I think I think I convinced myself through you. I was thinking not to do it at first, but nah, you might need to get rid of this, homie. And Shuby's over there on conspiracies thinking this guy got abducted by aliens up there Yo. on the alley. <laughs> Yo, I mean, like, something happened in the alley. Like, I don't, that's all I'm saying. Like, it sounds like they, you know, there could have been some kind of shared tragedy or experience, or they just fucked in the alley. That, I, was, I was about Something to say, he probably just got, a, he got his dick sucked in the alley. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, honestly, the, when I first read this question, I was like, oh, this dude got his dick sucked there. That's why he's pissing right now. Like, yo, that's what the, that's dick sucked probably came and just went to go piss in the corner. That's what, and with, with, with whatever this woman's name is. But, yeah, I'm stressed the fuck out leave this guy. Next question is from Carter. Let me preface this by saying I really like her, but I'm having difficulty trusting her right now. Not, not too long ago, she was scrolling oh, through her messages with her best mm. friend. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, you back? You heard, you heard stress the fuck out? Listen, I heard stress the fuck out. I didn't realize my mic was on mute because my phone was pressing buttons in my pocket. <laughs> so we gonna act like I'm not, you know, technology retarded. Basically, but, but, but you stress the fuck out, aren't you? Because the only thing she should be stressed out about is why the fuck her dresser missing the damn piece. She should be at Walmart getting a new damn dresser because she should be single at this point. Talking about this nigga calling you another nigga. Listen. If you want to know where your man at, you should have been taking him rides to work. He shouldn't be getting no rides to work for some bitch because you know what bitches do, man. Y'all know bitches be acting like they don't know how bitches move. Like, don't act like you don't know. Like, as men, we know how single men act. So we wouldn't yeah. leave our girl around a single man, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Is you that don't let a man do what you're supposed to be doing. If, if shorty need a ride to work, bitch get in the car. I don't care if I'm tired. Get in the car. Yeah, I ain't letting what... another nigga take you to work. So why would you sit there and let a single bitch that you know been sleeping around with his friends, who you know was an easy target, take mm. your man to work? Mm. You gonna let your man go to work with something that's easy? Mm. You crazy, bitch. Mm. You crazy. Mm. You stressed the that, fuck out that's about the crazy. Yo, that's a great point. Because yeah, honestly, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Why, why did you let him ride with her to work? I a that single woman? No, I don't know. Why is she giving him her, like, yo, I'm telling you honestly, 
Like, unless they like co-worker friends or something, like, I don't know. Look, look. Like, as, as, a a in a restaurant, as a bartender, I've slept with plenty of my co-workers, okay? Ooh, as a bartender, I've <laughs> slept with plenty of my co-workers. Co-worker friends? Friends, friends. Yeah, we friends. All right. <laughs> we friends, all right. Look, shout out to LeBron, because that night he bring you back to the land, I slept with a couple of them that night. Look, all I'm saying is this. Don't let your single, yo, yo, yo. Your friend, I mean, don't let your man get rise from single bitches. Don't do that. Yeah, that's that was a bad move. But let's get back to Carter. I'm, I have to get these take. I thought he went to work. But no, nah, yeah, I'm here, bro. I'm here. His phone was on mute. Word. Let me preface this by saying I really like her, but I'm having difficulty trusting her right now. Not too long ago, she was scrolling through her messages with her best friend. I saw one that stood out. It said, John doesn't want to have kids anytime soon. Sad face. We were just talking about kids recently, and I told her that I didn't... Uh, I, did, I wouldn't have kids until my life was together and she reached ability. She seemed a little silent after that, but it didn't take much. I didn't think much of it at the time. Yesterday, she texted me and told me the next time we had sex, she doesn't want me to use a condom. And, I, and it got a little more explicit. I told her that, that I wouldn't do it unless she was on birth control, but I'm still not feeling good about that. I have a feeling that she won't take it if it occurs. Uh, smaller details. She jokes about having kids all the time and having names picked out. Am I getting trapped? What do I? What should I do? Car. Yeah! Run! Run! Carter, take your dick and put it back in your drawers. Put it back, (laughs) put the dick back in your drawers. I want you to think about this the next time she tell you, let's have sex. I I want you to think about Brooklyn's voice telling you to put your dick back in your drawers and get the fuck out of the house. Because that bitch, that bitch, (laughs) she wants kids tomorrow. She don't want no future, nigga. She want to be a housewife, okay? Put your dick back in your drawers and get out the house. Yo, my God. Get a my little God. beat. We, we can get a little beat with that song, huh, Brooklyn? <laughs> my, my, yeah, I was singing the same thing. My God, Carter, bro. You need to leave, bro. Like, when I, like, just, just keep wearing song. condoms. Like, something, bro. Because, like, she put is your, definitely put your, trying put your, to... Put your, put your, put your, put your, put your, She's definitely trying to get you trapped out here in these streets. Like, yo. I'm going to message Big Frito on your behalf, Carter. You're going to get the Put Your Dick Back in Your Draw song this week. <laughs> yo, that's fucking crazy, fam. Like, she told, like, after y'all had this whole kids conversation, she told you mm-hmm. she's trying to bang with no condom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a red, red flag. <laughs> yo. I, I, th- I, think the, I think the question is, how long have y'all been together? That's one. Two, have you had a pregnancy scare before? Because if you have, and she's acted like she was okay with having a baby and she wasn't worried about, you know, what life was going to, you know, how life was going to change going forward in a pregnancy scare, then she's ready for it. You may not be ready for it, but she's been ready for it. And she's ready for it with you. Yeah. Yo, my, that's my thing. Like, you told her, you, y'all don't, like, bro, if you can't take care of yourself. Don't put no, I, and I'm, I'm I, 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 look, it's not nothing on you, Carter, because you told her. You were like, look, I'm not ready to have kids. And I respect that, because that's how I am. I'm not ready to have no kids. Well, I look like having kids at 25, nigga. I can barely wipe my ass. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Somebody check his drawers. Don't put no, your, look at you. Why, why, don't put you. your dick back in dirty drawers, Carter. Why, why, don't why, listen to Lynn, okay? <laughs> Make sure they fresh drawers, okay? That's fucked up. That's wild. No That's Oh, y'all crazy, man. I can't just use the same. That's okay. I can't just use the same. That's Mark Lynn. That's Mr. Randall. Oh, my God. Y'all stupid. Man, can't wait. They can't take his dick out of his drawers. He has nothing to worry about. Yo. 
All I'm saying is, my guy, you need to run. Shuby, you've been very quiet. What do you think about, about Mr. Carter's problems? Yo, I mean, he needs to get out of there. Like, if this isn't his fiance or his wife, and she's already trying to, like, make him have a kid with her, I mean, like, this is a bad situation. This dude. is not a drill. Like, <laughs> like, that, like, if you just keep saying, oh, well, I'm just going to keep having sex with her condoms, well, she's going to break up with you, so you might as well just do it first. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, oof. Carter, yeah, we that's all we can really say on that, because, like, we told you. you just Especially if he's from the South. If Carter, yeah, if you're yeah. from the South, just know these girls are ready to pop out a kid at, like, they think they expire at 25 or some shit. You feel me? So, like, they do. you got to make sure that if you fucking with a Southern girl, she don't poke a hole in some of them condoms, big dog. Like, she ready to go right now. Yo, they people, think they're okay, going to be wait, too wait, old wait. at 30. People have said that, like, for, I've heard that for years, like, on Twitter. I've heard that in conversation. I've heard that forever. I've never, like, and maybe maybe that's just because I'm fucking with some, with some nice people. But I ain't never see somebody. How to get the condom if, the, if you got the condom? Like, I keep my condom in my wallet till it's time to go. Bro, like, they live, to, uh, not, not if they live together. I know plenty of people that not, that they live together with them. They keep the condoms in, like, a little... Ooh, and they Little, in like the top drawer or some shit. Like, for example, for me, I just have my condoms like with my video games type shit in my top drawer. I don't, I don't got them hidden or nothing. So mm. if it's some shit like that, if she know he keep them by his his PlayStation, he keep them by some some shit on his nightstand or something like that. Bro, New York is a crazy place. That's all I'm gonna say. I ain't Yo. calling out names. I'm gonna just tell you personally. I've seen it. Jesus, that's walked in and a party, and I'm like, yo, what you doing in there? Nothing? Okay. Bro, okay. you're not looking for video games, my nigga. Like, me knowing that that's my nigga's draw, like, bro, you're not looking for video games. Like, I know what's in there. Xbox batteries, bitch. What you looking for in there? This Xbox know. batteries game, games and condoms. What you looking for in there? Yo, that's, in, I would, I'd be so upset. <laughs> like, so upset doesn't even describe it, like, how upset I'd be. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm just gonna leave that at that, but like, jeez. Shuby, this next one's kind of for you, man. It's a this oh, person shit. was having some having some conspiracy problems. So Ooh, he, was, he was on shrooms. <laughs> no, look, look, it's a girl too. Look, look, look. I've I've known my boyfriend for about five years. We went together at high school. I've always known he was pretty conservative before I dated him. Myself, I'm I'm far middle middle uh, moderate with the tendency to lean left, but you know I'm I'm in the middle. But we agree on many political issues, and we've been dis we've been respectfully disagreeing, so it's never been a problem. However, lately I've been hanging out with him at his house where he's usually chilling with his dad, listening to news outlets. And I've heard him and his father say some prison startling things to include a belief in. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to just say it. And I don't want like I don't want you to think I support. I don't know what the fuck this is. So is QAnon? I've never heard of that. Like I've heard of the next thing I'm about to say. But I ain't never heard of QAnon. So I don't know what the fuck that is. But they've also believed in Pizzagate. They believe in the 9-11 jet don't melt steel beams, the moon landing, strong conspiracy. And they have vivid adoration for Trump following with uh, hours of right-wing TV show, uh, right-wing talk shows like, uh, what's, that, what's that guy's name? What's that fuck? Adam, Adam Jones or whatever? Alex whatever. Jones? Alex Jones. Jones. Yeah. Alex Jones. She misspelled. That's what she said. Adam Jones. Alex Jones. Conspiracy videos and Trump rallies. His father, for note, is a very paranoid of the government. And as a result, my boyfriend distrusts and dislikes any government facility, such as doctors and universities, believing they're a secret organization, family group, behind the scenes trying to control the modern man. To be honest, I'm a bit alarmed, but outside of my politics, me and my boyfriend get along pretty well. And have no clue, he has no clue 
about uh, that, that I know that he believes this stuff lately. I'm having some small struggles respecting his belief in QAnon in a secret Illuminati family. I'm a bit shocked. I have been distant trying to sort some of my feelings. Is there anyone who had a similar experiences on the show? If not, could you guys offer some advice? Thanks. She didn't send her name or give us a, a, a fake name. She just put the question. Shubi, I'm coming to you because you're, you, you, you do have conspiracy theories, my guy, on your, on your radio show. You know, I probably talked to this dude. <laughs> like is this dad or whatever? I probably talked to him. <laughs> if they, if Do you know what QA non is? Do you know what no, I have no clue what that is. I yeah, no, I'm that is. confused what that is. I, I can know, tell you one I thing though. What... How the fuck are you gonna be listening? How can you support somebody, but at the same time you don't support the government? Yeah, that, uh, that's fair. Yeah, thanks. Those two is that's that's just fucking ridiculous. Those I, two I, those two men are dumb. Okay, <laughs> like that. They don't. They don't believe uh, in the moon landing. They don't believe. They, they don't believe that jet fuel, motherfucker. What y'all talking about, man? Nine eleven. <laughs> the shit happened. The pl- the motherfucking buildings went down. That's it. <laughs> you what you see is what you get, motherfuckers. Ain't no special effects, man. Marvel just came out with that shit. That shit just happened. They just made that shit. Shout out to Hollywood. They out here making shit look real. But that yeah. shit just started. Mm. Them yeah. things they talking about is fucking 16, 30, 50 years old. You motherfuckers talking about y'all don't believe in nothing? Yo, I, I don't know. Let's Charles sounded like he might be rocking. So I'll, I'll say this. One, if you really love somebody and politics are an issue, you just never fucking talk about politics. And if you have a problem with politics, you should let it be known. You don't want to talk about fucking politics. Hey, that's a good because, point. Just drop the conversation. Because then, then you can live happily. Just don't talk <laughs> about fucking politics. Now, if you can't have a relationship where you can't fucking talk about fucking politics, well then, you know, where it's going to be brought up, then you need to fucking end the relationship because politics right now are at the most hostile point in the fucking history. All right? So one fucking yeah. politics and fuck the relationship if you can't not fucking Yo. politics. <laughs> I, 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 I knew... I knew this this conversation or this question was going to go sour when she said that when when she like specified the political leanings. I was like, oh no. Well, I yeah, don't care no. about that stuff as long, as long as the motherfucker know that we ain't faking shit in history. That's the shit that got me fucked up. Yeah, no, the thing that threw me for a loop. I didn't give a shit about the, like the Trump shit. That's whatever. But fuck all that shit. But my thing is like. If y'all know what Pizzagate is, yo! Yo, wild. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't ever talk about shit like that on this pod, but that shit is wild. Like, like, yo, that's crazy. Like, I'm. I think I think Charles gave the best answer, and it was the funniest. It was it was hilarious because I, I that that sounded like had some vitriol behind that answer, and I like Charles's answer. Y'all just talk about it. Now, if you got a problem with him with Pizzagate and all that, well, then you might need to might need to let that go because that, that, that shit is crazy. That shit is. Sometimes the best thing to do is to not say. The best thing to say is to not say anything at all. This is the or, best advice we can give you. Or like he said, like my man Reese said, just don't talk. If you bring it up, yo, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave that, that over there. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you, you get one. You get one. Look, I'll give you a great example. But you get one to two minutes of awkwardness. So, my family is uh, split down the middle, and it's hard left, and it's like middle right type of people. Well, we're at holiday. It's Thanksgiving, and man, the left side people are going, going crazy. Nuts. 
and I'm just trying to calm down and just have a nice Thanksgiving meal. I've made most of the fucking food. And they're like, why are you in the kitchen? And it's like, well, I don't want to talk about politics. If we cannot talk about politics, I will come sit my ass down on the couch with the rest of y'all. And guess what? They were all pissed at me for five minutes. And then everything was fine. That's all you got <laughs> I don't want to talk about politics. It's the best that- line. But look, we could, we, could, we could market. You know, you're talking about merch. We're going to give people a little handbook on how to get through the holidays. Line Facts. one, I don't want to talk about fucking politics. And that'll get you through the whole holiday season. It's perfect. Oh, I would add, I don't want to talk about my future to that as well. Yeah. You know I, what? I don't Tell want to talk the about my love life. About yeah. sports. Bring up a sports conversation. Yeah, like, you know going get them riled up. Bring up the yeah, MVP what, race from last year. Some shit like, man, Bree should have won it. Like, distract these motherfuckers with the most. What about the no call? Just say no right. call. Yeah, just bring up the most controversial sports call you can think of. <clears throat> and just divert that shit to sports. Because if they have that's a healthy a, debate about sports, that's better than them trying to kill each other over politics. No, you're right. Shuby, one final thing for my conspiracy guy. I'll put this on here for you. Any, any final thoughts before we move to the next question? Man, I, I don't know. I, just, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say on this. Like, I really don't want to get uh, too in-depth on any of that. I would just say exactly... That you know what we've been saying, you know, echoing. Did not talk about politics because that shit just causes conflict. No, and I, and I didn't look. I'm not gonna boom because I applaud him because like we really shouldn't like honestly like we really shouldn't be talking about PCA on this pod like at all like like if you don't know what it is keep it that way. Just right, and if you want, if you're interested, look it up. I'm not, no, no look, no, I'm not saying do that. Like, look, if you're interested, you're interested. I, look, you may not want people to fall down the rabbit hole, but I love watching people fall down the rabbit hole. Go down the rabbit hole, look it up. Pizza Gate. Huh, you're gonna have some problems that night. But look, yeah, you're gonna be up all night. That's why I called it rabbit hole. You're gonna be up all night clicking links. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> So the next one we got, my boyfriend and I were talking about how to spice it up our sex life. We were really happy. Oh, we just want shit. to Watch be adventurous. We, would, we just want, both want to be adventurous. And I asked him, what would he want to start doing? And he's into being a voyeur. But not just with, but just with me masturbating, I'm cool with that. He's not trying to watch me bang somebody else. But this is where, <laughs> I don't know, he wants me to buy a sex machine and watch, and watch that. I just wanted to add some lube or anal stuff to the relationship, not tr- trying to have sex with a machine, which I do, <laughs> from help, please. Ooh, well, I mean, like... Maybe you should just tell him. Yeah, like... Y'all tell him, yo, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't let yeah, him start suggestions if his suggestions is crazy. Yeah, don't like, say you open to suggestions if you know what you want to do. Exactly. You got to set your limits, man. Like, this is all about setting your boundaries and knowing your boundaries with your partner. If, like, you're cool with masturbating in front of him, cool. But, like, if you're not trying to fuck a machine, well, then that's cool, too. You just got to tell the nigga that. Like, that's all you got to yeah. do. And then tell him what you want so he reciprocates what you want. And then that way, y'all continue y'all's happy relationship. That's if I you want to put a dick in your butt, tell him, hey, come put your dick in the butt. Like, that's all you got to tell him. This is great exactly. You let him know what you want. But more importantly, if you want to spice up a relationship sexually, the best thing you can do is spontaneous sex in the most random places. Trust me, it'll fix any Yo, sexual issue. Reese is out here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, got, Charles got the alcohol and give him a good taste. Yo, my, Yo. I, I, gotta, I got another one. You can do the wig thing. That works. I know that works. Like, the wig? Oh, okay, what? I'm listening. The wig man. thing. Look, where your girl come in with a different wig. 
like once a week, you know, where it's a di- where it's like y'all pretend it's a different person. She makes up a character. Like that's, that's like personal like experience. I'm just, I'm it just is. It I'm is. Not. Charles is definitely look, personal look, experience. Look, 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 I've never heard about that one before. Me neither. Like, this I, is new for me. Look, I'm I'm like a rapper. I'm not gonna tell you that like what I'm doing in the streets. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you some idea. I'm just give you some ideas, and you make you, you believe what you want to believe. I'm not here. I'm not gonna say, say that. But look, it should work. But was the wig thing your idea or your girl's idea? Oh no, the wig thing was that de- like that. I'm gonna be honest. Like the wig thing is like something that like I saw somewhere. Like, like I don't know if we were on the internet or something. Like somebody said it in like a, a TV show or some shit. Try that shit out. Shit works. Like shit's fire. Shit's crazy. Like, I'm like, gonna oh, take that oh, into God. consideration, my dog. The, the wig, like, but like you know, don't overuse it. Just use like you know once once, once every so often. You know? Oh, you can date a black girl, you know what I'm saying? Curly hair, straight hair. She look got at the wig, guy, the wig off. Stupid. She got the wig cap on. You feel me, baby? Look, <laughs> this that's this four different things, baby. That's oh, next for the whole week. You heard me? You tripping, oh, dog. Brilliant. They're trying to stay at each other. They're not trying to break up and go find somebody else. We're trying to give them spontaneity in their relationship. If this is a single man, but I she said she know what she want to do, though. She, she know what she want to do. She, she, she said, put that dick in her ass. <laughs> she just told us what she want him to do. So he got to go ahead and go buy the, the jelly. Go buy the loo. She, 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 she just I, might I, want him to eat her ass, you know? I, I'll, say, I'll say this too, though. She, you know, she was saying how, he, you know, he doesn't want to have sex with somebody else or other sexual partners. Sounds like she may want to, you know? No, no, I think that was just, I think he was just, because because I think that was her just giving us context into the voyeur shit, because when people think of voyeurs, we always think like, ooh, watching your significant other bang another man. I think that's what, I think that's what she was getting at. she just become yeah. swingers. <laughs> I don't think they want to be close swingers. I think it's just like, she just want to get, like Brooklyn said, fucked in the ass, and he just want to watch her get fucked by a machine. But then he just said they boundaries. That's, that's what y'all need to that's, do. That's kind of weird. Machine thing a boundaries. Watch some porn. The machine seems a little weird. Watch some porn. <laughs> Drink some tea, because he's tripping right now. He needs some medicine. He Yo, that's sick, just, sick. That is hilarious. <laughs> so the next one we got, this one's funny. It, so it's been a few months now since this happened. I had my 20th birthday a while ago, and I was very excited about it. I know it sounds lame, but I've never had a proper birthday in years. And I was thrilled to be around my friends and have a bit of fun. I don't have many friends, but I enjoy the company of my loved ones, and I think you can have fun with the right people, even if it was three or four. So I invited everyone to my place, my four friends and my boyfriend, baked a cake, got some pizza for everyone. Now, my boyfriend really isn't into my friends. He prefers his, and nothing to argue about. However, I've spent many nights with his friends doing things I don't enjoy just for the sake of being with him so he can have fun with his friends. Now, when everybody arrives, my boyfriend starts acting very detached and indifferent, always on his phone, talking to his friends like he doesn't even care to interact with anyone. I try to get him involved, but he's being unresponsive. We decide to play some video games. I can't say the excitement was high, but we're having a good time. And after a bit of that, I'd say about an hour and a half after the party started, he just comes to me and tells me, look, I'm going to be my friends. I'm quite disappointed, but I try not to let it show and kiss him goodbye. I'm quite hurt now. Why leave? I'm not asking for much. Just a bit of his time, but no, denied. Okay. Luckily enough, just after he goes away, we start having fun. We drink a bit. He doesn't drink and doesn't like what I do. And in the end, I had an amazing time with my friends. However, I felt really hurt about him leaving me for my friends once again. I just wanted a special day with everyone, even if he felt bored. Couldn't he just fake it a little? Maybe I'm being too sensitive and childish, but whenever I think of it, it makes me feel a little bad inside. How do I overcome this? Should I just let this slide? Sad GF. Look, sad GF. I'm going to say this all up front. Your man wildin', because, like, anytime I've been in this situation that I don't want to be in, you just got to fake that shit, my nigga. Like, some shit you just got to bite in the ass for you. If you love that girl, 
That means like, yeah. I, bro, if, if if I left my girl birthday to go hang out, my, nigga, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> Look, and I feel like any man who leave their girlfriend birthday party to go be with his friends should be have a girlfriend. in trouble. He Didn't should be single. That man's not ready for a commitment. Look, you you being a sad Jeff, you need to be a sad single woman because you acting stupid right now. If he can't fake being with your friends, then the motherfucker ain't ready to be in a relationship because half being in a relationship is being around her, fuck, her funky ass friends that you don't like. <laughs> and guess what? Yeah. She don't like your friends neither, nigga. She don't think your yeah. friends is cool. I tell you right now, I ain't never met a group of friends that a girlfriend has approved of all of the friends and vice versa. They're not gonna There's approve always all your one. friends. There's always one or two, you know what I'm saying? Like, th- th- fake it, fake it, my nigga. And if you're not ready for a relationship, go ahead and let the girl know that you're just here for the pussy. Yeah, she needs to leave. Like, I, I, like, I would leave him. Like, I, like, that's crazy to me. But like, Shuby, what you think? Because you always have these these different approaches to this type of stuff. Oh man, no, I don't really have that much of a different approach. Like, oh, come on, give it to me. <laughs> no, go ahead, Charles. Go ahead. One, it, well, he doesn't like to drink. So my, when I was listening to this whole thing, I was like, you need to get him a drink or two. Because everyone can talk to anybody if you have one or two just whiskey drinks. Because your mouth starts moving and you don't know what you're saying, but you're being social. This dude has social issues. I think yeah. that's what his first problem. He also has insecurities because he can't be comfortable around your friends to the point that this man left on your birthday. That's wild Whew. to me. Whew. I mean, like, I understand if, if he really wanted to do something special and he wanted to, to be just y'all, the man should have planned something for your birthday by himself. He yeah, should have made you true. plan something where you bake the cake for your own birthday. I Ooh, think I, I didn't even think about that. You know, I think that, one, the type of guy you're with sounds like he should be in high school still, maturity level-wise, because... One, he didn't didn't get you your own damn dessert on your birthday. Didn't plan anything for you, or make you dinner, or take you to dinner. One or the other two, and he can't even hang out with your friends. I mean, shit. All of us on this podcast have been in awkward situations where we oh, get yeah. with a girl, where we're with their friends. We don't like friends, but we're still there. We're not leaving. Yeah. You know, there may be a prior commitment where we had to have left the situation, and even if it's like family, we've all been in that situation where we don't want to hang out with our family, but we do. We just do it. And that's, yeah. where it, it, that's where it takes a man to take care of a woman when he's willing to do something he doesn't want to for you. And if he can't do that, then he shouldn't be with you anymore. Mm. Yeah. And another, Amen. Another way for her to think about it is like, what if you would have done the same thing in, to him? How would he oh, have reacted? He'd have been hot. And he'd have been like, you know what? He would have been know, hot you know, about you know, something I, like I, that. Then this is going to go on to another thing because I've just, just – had this situation happen, <laughs> but I am sick and fucking tired of women that just take men that are willing to put them first and Ooh. pushing those dudes to the side and taking dudes that put them fourth or fifth on the important list. Go ahead, talk your it's shit, making, Charles. Making them the priority because there are dudes out there that will put women above and beyond what they've ever been put before. If a man will not make you dinner or take you to dinner, he's not the right type of dude for you. He doesn't buy you mm-hmm. on a random occasion. He only does it when he's sorry. Might as well as drop his ass now. Woo! About the future and be confident in talking about the future, then there's something insecure not only in him, but he's not happy with what he is in with you right now. And he's only looking, like Brooklyn said, for the pussy. He's not yeah. looking at you. So you should know, you should know, it's probably time to move on and find you a real man. 
the dude you're with belongs back in high school. Bro, any man that is like in it for more than the vagina has, like you said, they have fake being around people they don't want to be around, and they do it because they they doing it for their girl. Like every, like come on, fam. Like on a birthday. On a birthday. Like out of out of any day that you can't like just get sack up and just say, yo, my I'm gonna have to see y'all tomorrow or some shit. Like on her birthday. Like you could right, bro. A day. Like. That's he, wild, bro. Like the the birthday, bro. Like that's the, the wildest shit. Mm-hmm. And the shit with the drink shit. Look, I went through my time where I, I didn't drink for like a year, year and a half. Oh, wait, you like, drinking now? Bro, you been doing you, that. I thought you just drank that one time and you was like, all right, I'm back to not drinking again. I mean, it's, it's occasional. Like, you know, like, I'm, it's not it's not like it used to be where it was like, right. it's not it's not every I like nigga not on the, on no bender type shit, but like if, I, if well, like, I was you know, that, yeah. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Mm, but like, like, mm. like you know, if I go to dinner with my girl, I might have a glass of wine. Who knows? Okay. Ooh, you know, okay. It's a you know, Okay. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. You still skin mark link though. We didn't forget. But hey, sophisticated with the skin mark. He out yo, here. This thing is stupid, yo. Hair <laughs> done, nail done. Uh, look at this guy. Uh-huh. Together. That's, that is that is funny. But nah, for real though. Like, just because you don't drink, like, that's not... I've been in situations where, like, people have been around me drunk. Like, if, if I like those people, that shit doesn't affect it. Like, right. I mean, like, that it, it really shouldn't. Like, like that. Like Charles said, that has to be some, some insecurity with him. Like, it's like, I don't care what you do. It's not affecting what I do as long as you're not being crazy. Not then, putting then, first. Like, don't piss not in my draw. <laughs> yeah, don't piss in my, don't piss in my house. But, like... like <laughs> If you're not doing that, we should be okay, you know? You're not trying to start no fights. Like, we good. Like, there should be no problem. So, like, it has to be some with him. You might need to find your new man. But it'll be okay, sad GF, because you'll you find a good one out there. You'll be a sad single woman. Yeah, you'll you be a happy you. single woman whenever yeah. you don't. All right, and this last one, this last one's just for pure comedy. And I was shocked this person said this. This is funny. This is when niggas' lies backfire. That's what I'm going to call this final question. When people, when homies lie and they backfire. So, I met this girl in my sociology class. She's really pretty, very smart, and obviously cares about animals and the planet. I just find her entire existence really attractive. But I made a mistake of lying to her and telling her I was vegan when I'm not. She's really into the vegan lifestyle. It has been a vegan for a few years. Meanwhile, I can't remember the last time I... I ate a vegetable. She asked me to come out with her to this spot to get some food, and I'm like, damn, wow. I don't have to this shit was. I ordered vegan cupcakes and cookies and told her I wasn't hungry. The hard part is now I'm paranoid about having a McDonald's bag in my car, a milkshake in my cup holder, and she's going to know I'm lying. I know it's my fault I put myself in this situation, but she obviously got feelings for me at this point, and I feel like if I told her I'm not a vegan, it would really hurt her. Should I really just become a vegan? <laughs> Yeah. If it's good, good, then you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you know what I mean? I think you should just come out and say it, big dog. Because look, as a carnivore, I just started eating vegetables again, like last month. Okay. I'm I'm trying to get my life together. I'm just now trying to get my life together. You feel me? So, as a man who enjoys his delicacies, my pork, my steak, my, my chicken. chicken. My crawfish. I love it. I'm love not it giving up my crawfish. My no. gumbo. I'm not giving up my goddamn boudin. It's got to be the world's best gumbo. pussy. Yeah, I'm trying to tag you, dog. Yo, she, it's she got be the world's fire. greatest pussy if I'm giving up all them things. Well, look, he said he really liked her existence. Like, he told Yeah, he did like, say. He said some wild shit. He said, I'm attracted to her existence. Existence. Like, I really yo, like yo. her aura. 
Like, He's trying yo. to suck the vegan titty milk out this bitch. Like, I don't know how long you can fake it. I really don't. Like, I, like if you like meat, there's no, like, I'm sorry. There's no substitute. Yeah. You're not, like, you're not about to just grill a mushroom and be like, that's a steak. I'm sorry. You're going to throw God. all them seasonings on there, bro, and it's <laughs> still not going to hit the same, bro. You can try. I, I, look, and then, if you don't want to tell the truth, you can try, bro. But all that's gonna end up is bad. That's it's all. Gonna that's end up bad. Up. Yeah, it's like end up real just, bad. You just need yeah, to bite yeah. the bullet and, oh. and tell her. Oh, okay. But I don't know how you like. I don't know how you tell her that though. All right. Here, here comes my last fire take for the night. Probably Ooh, not. Shit. <laughs> but you can't live a lie your whole life, right? Yeah. And, and saying that you don't eat meat is probably one of the hardest lies you can live <laughs> because. That second that you smell that barbecue brisket that's been smoking for 12 hours and you see that melting all over that piece of meat, holy shit, if you don't eat that there, something wrong with your, your ass, you know? Because it's over. I, I'm jumping all over that. You, you you just can't continue living that lie. And if she doesn't accept that, you live the lie for a little bit. Maybe you just tell her that you changed, that you tried it out, you did it for her. She may, you know, accept that. Accept it. You're young in your life. You don't sound like you're in your 40s. It's time to just move on if she's not about it. Because I tell you what, eating meat. You made that bed. Eating worse he meat is worth it. Oh, yeah, he fucked himself. But, yeah, he fucked himself. But it's time to get out from under that lie at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Because, like, even veggies, like, he can't even eat veggies cooked in bacon fat, dog. Like, that's like, he, that's some of the five. Can't, eat, five. can't eat eggs. Can't mm-hmm. eat eggs. Can't eat fish. Can't eat nut, can't drink milk. Like, bro, do you understand what a vegan is? Like, this is a vegetarian, my dog. I'm good on like, that. No potatoes all day. Like, you know like, the you know the Irish died because they ate too many potatoes. It's gonna happen to you. Like, yo, you, you can't do that, fam. Like, you, you just need to either come clean to her or just I don't know, because you can't hide that. You can't hide the fact that you like because at some point when she comes to your house. You're not throwing out your steak every time she comes to you. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not that. throwing out the steak regardless. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm putting padlock on my fridge. Like, you, know, <laughs> she, like, you, you just got to tell her because it's just <laughs> worse. She's like, why your fridge locked up? <laughs> oh, I got some crazy ass neighbors, man. <laughs> Motherfuckers always trying to break in here, man. Oh. <laughs> they want my veggies. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to protect what, the broccoli. What, what's this? Uh, this pack of steak that's in the in the trash can oh that was from my dad you know he just came over mm, he wanted him some steak don't worry i, I threw the pot away because i know you don't <laughs> want to eat out of that pot but don't worry you know we're, we're good we don't need we don't need any meat in this house yeah homie, you just you're, you're you're fucked bro i'm you're, just be like hopefully hopefully she, she laugh about you. it yeah, hopefully she laugh about it. Hopefully she likes the person you are. And hopefully that vegan shit wasn't why she kind of got into your vibe. Because if you kind of a trash human and that vegan shit the only thing that's keeping her there, ooh, that's gonna make I'm sorry, easy. big dog. Yeah. yeah. Like, oof. That's that's rough, my guy. But that's all we really got for, for this episode. You just need to need to fix that. But thank you to everybody who sent a question. Thank you to, let me read off all y'all's names. Thank you to Stress the Fuck Out. Thank you to Carter. Thank you to the person who sent the question about the conspiracies. Thank you to Help Please. Thank you to the girl who sent the question about her uh, her 20th birthday. Leave that guy. And thank you to the last homie, Vegan Boy. Because <laughs> you wildin' fam. Thank you to all yeah, you guys. We really, wild we really, really appreciate it. Shout hey, out to, to the fans! fans. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, y'all saw that news that just broke about Kawhi? Yeah, oh, that shit was hilarious, dog. So after the, after, the, after the Raptors went up 3-2 on the Bucks, Nick Nurse 
Harris told a story about winning game one of the D-League finals but not finishing the series at home. Kawhi interrupted and joked, in the D-League, I'm done listening to this. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, this man is great. I love Kawhi. Oh. I absolutely That's hilarious. love Kawhi. That's in the D League, dog. Oh, come on, oh, bro. Wait, I, wait, I forgot something. I, for, I forgot something real quick, bro. Why OJ clowning on Twitter? Oh, we need to talk about that. OJ is wild, bro. And the first thing he addresses is, "I am not Chloe's dad." He is yeah. too confident right now, bro. Like, I don't know what made him think. Maybe you know what it was. He seen everybody playing the take back of him driving like thirty miles per hour on the fucking freeway in that damn Bronco, and he no, just thought. It's because that man wrote that book and he still hasn't been arrested. He's never going to get arrested. Yeah, Look, it's, he, over it's over it's with. It's done. I can't wait for him Yo, to get it on Twitter. He's going to do it. No, he's going to do hilarious it. To me. But he's going to talk about real, parts of it. This is a real life episode of the Boondocks, like 100%. It started, it, like, it's been going on for years now. Like, we are in, like, TV. Like, this is crazy. OJ's on Twitter and, and we're watching him tweet. Like about him not being Chloe Daddy, that's insane, bro. Like, like I'm it'd be sorry. Way, it'd be it'd be better if it was just words, but this man's posted videos. Videos, of yeah. Like, like, come on, OJ. He not you, even tweeting. You're doing too much. <laughs> the juice is on the loose, baby. He's <laughs> doing too much, loose. baby. He's doing too much. <laughs> he wild, yo. He is wild. I'm just waiting for like I'm just waiting for one day for him just to say some obnoxious, crazy shit. And he said and he said it like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be talking about sports on the regular, maybe politics sometimes. Like he's gonna be doing this on all the time. Like this is not just a one stop thing. Like we about to ready, bro. The OJ, the OJ talk show. I can know. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. We, don't, we don't have a podcast by the end of the year. I will say this. I don't think it's going to be as great as us getting Will Smith to social media, okay? It's going to no. be the opposite of that. It's going to be like, <laughs> damn, OJ, why the fuck you do this? <laughs> <laughs> OJ, man, that's insane. Homie is on Twitter. That is wild to me. Like, like should be said. And then the thing is, I thought the fake account was the real account for, for a day and a half. And the fake account was posting some wild shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, the OJ fake, really did The fake account tweeted out, yeah, I did it. I killed her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, woo. <laughs> And that thing like, has, like, hundreds of thousands of retweets. That's why OJ's <laughs> doing the video, so that you know it's OJ. <laughs> she, I always forget that Shuby is, like, as, as a football player, Shuby, his... Can I, can I say this on the podcast about your dream interview? No, no, I'm, I'm not... I'm not I, I respect huh? OJ's football game. I think everyone can respect that he was a good football player. Oh, yeah. I, the only thing I always say is that he's one of, the, he's one of my people that I would love to sit down and interview because I think it would be the most fascinating thing I've ever. And so like, I'm not loving what's going on, but like, I'm very much fascinated with it because I think that the OJ being OJ is just something that, you know, I never got to live and now I get to see firsthand and it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's insane. Like I just don't, no, I, it really is. It, I can't back to be for that because for me, I tell you right now, Top five dead or alive, somebody I want to have a drink and a conversation with, OJ's number one. I'm just telling you straight up. Michael Jackson is number two, but he's probably like 1.5. But there's just certain people, there's certain, just like certain people that you just like, bro, what's wrong with you? Like, let's just, yeah. let's, let's have a drink and let's talk about this crazy shit you've been through in your time here on Earth. Because... You've been through be, shit, dog. That, like, that would probably be one of the most frustrating interviews you could ever do. That's why I don't want to do an interview. It would be impossible <laughs> yeah. 
to run this, run the narrative on that, you know? Exactly. Because he would run the interview and you'd have no control. Oh, and that's why I wouldn't do it. Uh, that's I why I would just be I a drink see and a that. conversation. I just want to be in the room. I want him to, I want him to make me twist my own words to make me say what he wants me to say and i just want to i want to see it happen because it's crazy watch, watch lavar ball and whenever he comes on radio tomorrow he's gonna be on baton rouge radio it's gonna be oh, the shit. Same thing look, let's go lavar look, the juice is loose and we will keep you updated on if he's tweeting crazy shit hopefully he doesn't hopefully the juice just goes into insecurity uh uh, uh goes into fucking obscurity and we just never talk about this again but i don't believe that's gonna happen the juice is on the loose, baby. He is about to just do some dumb and wild shit. But that's the hundredth, man. Brooklyn's here at the end. Brooklyn, tell the people they can find you on social media, my guy. You can find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at. And that's Brooklyn with a Q, baby. And that's for marketing purposes. Because we're not trying to get sued. Glad we got that one in. That was That's a classic from the old days. Not trying to get sued at all. Shooby, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me at hubert 14 on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you listen to Bros Who Binge this Friday. Don't Are we, we talking child's play? Uh, I think we're going to have to talk about this in a little while after we get done with this podcast because I'm not sure what we're doing yet. So stay tuned. <laughs> we, yeah, be sure. We're going to have something for you guys. We never fail, baby. The Bros Who Binge, we out here every Friday talking movies and getting you guys hyped. Charles, tell the people they can find you at on social media. Well, follow the Primetime Podcast at Primetime underscore pod. Lots going on. We interviewed Andrew Lopez this week. Talked to Anthony Davis trade. Talked the anticipation of Zion. And we will be talking more draft next week as we'll have another guest on. Josh will be coming back soon as LSU has been landing recruits like crazy as a nab three, four stars uh, in the past 48 hours. It's been a big time over at LSU. And look, Michael Thomas is working out contract details as we speak. So lots going on at prime time. On another note, I would like to thank everyone that's always listened to everything that we put out. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate everyone that's on that pod, on this podcast, whether it be Justin, Schubert, Brooklyn for doing everything that y'all do. Uh, and of course, Lyndon, no one gives him enough credit, but Without London, none of this would be possible. So thank you, Lyndon, for making not only 100 episodes of the Bros Who Think podcast possible, but uh, for primetime, we're over 100. I don't even know how many we're at, but I appreciate everything you do. So thank you, Lyndon, for everything that you do for us uh, as a network. We really appreciate all the hard work you do. And uh, thank you to the fans as well. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Shout out to the fans, man, always. And shout out to our guy Justin. Justin couldn't be here because, like I said, he's at the team America camp. My guy, the next Zions of the world. Go ahead, JJ. Shout out to my dog Justin, man. Hopefully you out there not wearing shirts that tight. I still love you, dog. Shout out to my guy. You knew that was coming, man. No love for my dog Justin, Don't Look, look. They give you that Under Armour shirt to wear underneath the jersey. Don't wear that on top, bud, all right? Look. Y'all silly, y'all silly. I'm not gonna let y'all do my mans like that at the end of the pod. Shout out to my guy Jay Bones. You can follow me at LynnBWT on Twitter. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out, like Charles said, Primetime. Be sure to check out Bros Who Binge this Friday. Check out the most recent talk of anime talk. Shout out to my guy Chris. And yeah, man, thank you guys to the fans. Look, it's the 100th episode. We really appreciate it. The next 100, we're gonna try to make even better. And then we just hope you guys keep enjoying the content. But for Brooklyn, for Charles, for Schubert, for Schmidt, for Clyde, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great one. Enjoy yourselves. Be easy. Peace.
Stop to this girl.